My nigga, you trying to take his bitch or what? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm getting a feed. Let's do the mic check. Turn that motherfucker down. That's too loud. That's too loud. Oh, yeah, I did turn you all the way down. I was just trying to see if it was working. All the way down. <clears throat> you got that bitch, so I got to turn you all the way up, actually. <laughs> all um, the way down. Mercy is two. It doesn't matter right oh, now. We're going to keep him at a moderate level. James, say something. Something. I have a very small voice, so you probably got to turn me up. There we go. Oh. You gonna, you're not going to get loud on hoes? I mean, not even one time? I can't I'm a real chill loud. dude. It don't seem like it. seem like you chill. No, I mean, man. if we he talk about loud, something watch. serious, then I might. He don't get loud. He going to talk all that. Uh, I'm a chill dude. I mean, if we talk about something that I care thing, about. He going to cuss us all the fuck out. I mean, because I care about I care about good music. I care about black people. Like Kanye, good music mm. or good music. Take that I, filter off. What filter? Oh, Let's see what it sound like. How about now? Yep. Better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Kanye's good music. I feel like that label's about to go to the fucking ground. No. Wait, what? Say it again. So I think good music's about to go into the fucking ground. But hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't disrespect Kanye. Yeah, like that, my I'm not disrespecting Kanye. I'm disrespecting. Hold up, nigga. Fuck a Kanye, nigga. I'm disrespecting all the artists nigga, that Big Sean, have recently. Bro. Don't been underestimate. Added to that roster. Who's been added? Valley and uh. I didn't even know about Valet. Valley, Valet. Yeah, he's on nah, good you music. Be I know that. that. Uh, designer. Yeah, this. Uh, well, I don't even know what's happening with designer. Uh, 808, what is it? Kid Cuddy. Something, something, Shake. 707, 808. It's one of those. I don't know. But you know, that's all Pusha T signing them. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know if Pusha's about to, what he just did with Tequila. I don't know if he's about to take some action after that and probably go after. Tequila. Is it Tequila or is it? No, 1800, my bad. He oh. just did the, the thing with 1800 where he took like all the artists from everywhere. He had Sam Austin's. Oh, and, he had a. Uh... The and, Mona Lisa. Yep. Yeah. And he just did that with them. So I mean, if he's about to like take some action and sign them, which I don't think, it's but he might. Anything. I don't know. I hope he do. I told I, same on the last episode. I said I told Hundo that uh, Mona Lisa is definitely about to take off, uh, whether she niggas see it or not. She cold. Let's she kick. Let's kick this bitch off, man. The hey. guys are watching. The guys are watching. The guys are watching. Uh. I got demons on TV. I know pop with 25. I know Jesus 33. I tell Jeff to keep a distance. I think he obsessed with me. I say, God, that's the one. I know she would die for me. They want a barcode on my wrist. To auction off the kids that don't fit that description of a utopia. Like a problem won't exist if I just don't exist If I grew up without a single contribution Pardon me for being Congress got the nerve to call itself religious Rich just getting richer, we just trying to live our life Mama Mr. Rocker with the Sprite They killed my cousin with the pocket knife While my uncle on the phone He was gone for more than half my life He got out a year and then he died I was on the road, talking to my father on the phone Left the city when I was just born, none of them would get alone Mama begging hippo when it goes I was chilling with my nigga shoot, now they trying to take a strike Don't mean shit to a nigga that ain't never had shit Yeah don't mean lit in the hey. dark fight don't mean fish Oh, I don't see 
Watching y'all heard this shit right here. I haven't I haven't heard any of this. Shout out to Kodak, but that's not on tomorrow. Tomorrow this right here. Yes, it is. I never heard of him before. I fuck with Maxo. His project came. His project hired. Okay. Maxo Cream. I haven't heard it, but this song popped up on my feed and I'm like, bam. Where he from? Uh, Houston. Yeah, definitely from the South. I think he had a Houston tour somewhere. Play. I got homies in the grave, I got brothers in the pen I got some that's coming home, I got some that's going in Try to go to visitation, but they wouldn't let me in So I only conversation, writing letters with a pen Wanna see just how you doing, wanna know just how you been Tell you who your bitch been screwing, checking on your mama and them Hope you get a second chance, women now since elementary Oh, one day we meet again, break you out this penitentiary Cause what's cracking, hope you straight, know you thugging like you Seen your mama yesterday, gave her money for your books Different day, the same shit, nothing changed on murder block Couple homies hit a lick and got the other homies pop They hard. got shot up with a K, I got good and bad news One more though And I'm so for real about you Who this? Valley, good music I pulled up a six again with a bad, bad Big bitch, baby drown verse on this song is so no fucking hard, bro. No no Me too. I remember trap beats is always a Man, I was like, where is this nigga at? Cause he disappeared at this album. You know, he did good though. He disappeared. He guess he was just chilling. And shit. Then this song dropped. Still got that Sprite endorsement. I inboxed Joe Budden and shit like, bro, you need to do a pull up episode with Drown. He didn't read it though. <laughs> well, <who? laughs> Joe Budden. Hold on. We need to hear this drum verse before we get started. Fuck with drum, right? Don't <laughs> fuck with drum. I like uh, I like when you do you know the R and B too. Yeah, me too. He's cold, man. I, he had a dope record on uh, that Donnie Trumpet. Oh, uh, I ain't heard that. Chance and Donnie Trumpet. Some on a uh, surf that came out like a long a while ago. Yeah, I 
think I remember. Yeah. I don't think I heard that, but I think that nigga drum is a a, a low key like a hit machine. Probably. Kind of like T Pain. Where are you from? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I just distinctly remember a while back when he first popped, he was like popping up on SoundCloud here and there. Mm-hmm. And then he had like uh, Cha-Cha, is, that's when uh, Cha-Cha was hot. Oh, and yeah. then um, I checked out where that originally came from, like his little EP or whatever that that came from. And uh, yeah, he had some... Got some, some pretty, shit, bro. Pretty, yeah, pretty hey, good songs on there. I don't know how that nigga ended up linking with um, Rick Rubin, but hey, shout out to you. That's it. Rick Rubin is behind a nigga that has nothing to do with boom bap or none of that shit, and they making great music together. So, yeah. shout out to that situation. But this is the Gods Watching episode eleven. We are here. You are gods. We are gods. Thank you for tuning in again. Um, thank you for all 85 people or whatever who listen to episode 9 thank you to all 50 whatever episode man people who listen to episode 10 uh, part 1 no actually we did a two part episode on you niggas so if we added up the numbers that episode really got like 80 90 plays too so that was still episode 10 so I appreciate everybody who's clicking and listening and hit me up and giving me advice and uh, feedback and let me know oh also shout out to my sister and her boyfriend chris because they uh pledged a dollar a month for the <laughs> for mm-hmm. the podcast um they went on the app and shit and it was like i guess you could pledge i didn't even know you could do that shit but i saw um oh. it was like money was on there like 99 cent waiting on me or whatever what app is this um anchor okay the uh podcast app and they pledged uh, uh like a dollar a month or whatever um, I appreciate you, little sister. Um, we in this bitch with uh, my co-host Joe. Hundo is not here. I don't know if he's coming or not. And we have a special guest, Jay Deshaun slash James. Get the hoes, um, <laughs> whatever you want to be known as in these streets. Um, I am red as I always have been. Uh. Yeah, Hundo said he he kind of tied up with the kid, I think, and he either is not coming at all or he'll be late. Either way, shout out to Hundo. Does that matter? You're <laughs> <laughs> reading this text. <laughs> shout out to Hundo. <laughs> it does matter because that's what the fuck I said. <laughs> uh, so what's good, man? What up, man? It's 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 actually a Super Bowl Sunday today. Totally it is. Totally about that. Yeah, because who really gives a fuck? I don't know. <laughs> no, because I, was, I wasn't even going to say shit about Super Bowl. Yeah, it was just a marker. But, fuck, uh, fuck, fuck the Super Bowl. Fuck the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not interested in that shit. Uh, uh, did y'all fare well with this Sub-Zero temperature? I made it. You uh, made it? Yeah, can't complain. Yeah, that was ill. Like, the temperature is really bipolar right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's about to be 40 today and tomorrow. <laughs> not mad at it. Like how does this, this happen? Me either. How is this possible? My homie from Chicago was like, nigga, it was just like negative 50 in Chicago, and then it's about to be like 45 degrees. Like, that's almost a 100-degree turnaround yeah. in like four days. Don Don was like, he was like, I stepped outside, man. I couldn't do it. I had to go back in the house. <laughs> Bro, shout out to anybody who lived through that shit in Chicago because that shit was ridiculous. I seen, it said it was like negative 20-something regular, but with wind chill, it was like negative forty six. Yeah, dog. Yeah. What the fuck? The wind, dog. That jungle was cut. it was piercing, bro. Lake Michigan. 
Man, I was in I was in Chicago during like April or March or something. I think it was March, mm-hmm. which is like you know the tail end of winter and shit, bro. I don't know how y'all do it, cause I was on I was on Michigan. I was on Michigan Ave and shit, and the wind coming off that lake is something fucking treacherous, bro. Never felt nothing like that. But to see negative 40, like, we've been living here a long time. Like, I think the coldest I think I ever seen was, like, negative 12. I was coming home from the studio the other night, and it was negative 15 without windshield. Like, fam. Uh, you step outside, it's like instant frostbite. But we made it. Um, it's about to be... Um, I think... I think spring is gonna come up pretty fast too. I think so too. Yeah, so we Kinda might like have last a year. nice long spring and summer, man. I goddamn hope so. Hey, I'm feeling good about Detroit weather this year, man. I think the cold is behind us. We might get a little bit more snow, but after that, we've seen the worst. Mm-hmm. It's back to shorts. I don't know <laughs> if we're gonna get snow. I feel like we're gonna get that weird like rain, and then it's gonna get real cold, so the rain gonna turn into ice. Yeah, mushy type, just mm-hmm. nasty. Yeah, I don't know about snow. I wasn't expecting the snow to be honest. I thought it was just gonna do that weird rain just, ice thing. Me neither. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was gonna, we was gonna get cold either. Uh, no snow. I mean, this is in the wrong folder. The fuck is this doing in here? <laughs> anyway, I didn't put booty in the wrong folder. I'm looking through <laughs> my podcast folder. Anyway, um, so what the fuck is we talking about today, man? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is we talking about? Booty is not on the docket. <laughs> um, so I'm looking up. Drama is signed to Atlantic. Mm-hmm. With Empire Distribution. Okay. So you're going to get a lot of plugs and endorsements. That's the same label I think Cardi on. Really? Through QC? Mm-hmm. She's on QC too. But least, that's management though Yeah That's management uh, I didn't even know that Yeah Cardi as in Playboy Cardi? No no nah, no 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 no, no. Oh, okay 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 <laughs> That was like Playboy Hold Cardi up. Yo so Wait did we talk about that? What? We might have to do some Edison in this episode bro. <laughs> It's all good But did we talk about Young Dolph? No Dolph So <laughs> Young Dolph Said that he signed Remember he had uploaded uh, a few months ago on the gram that he was offered like twenty two million or something like that and he turned the deal down. He the fuck? Out, like, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. walked out through the paperwork on the car, fuck out of here, you know what I'm saying? With the woo. Fast forward to a couple of days ago, motherfucker released some tweets like, Well, I got a confession. I I made two, I signed two deals. I signed one in twenty fifteen and one in twenty eighteen. Now I'm mad I can't release music. Sorry I lied to y'all. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's funny because it's like a troll, but it's like why do niggas got to front this hard? Like you, like you wanted to front and put up the image that you were an independent artist and trying right. to make you know and giving this impression like yo, you can live this life independently, and you you not, you just not. I thought it was funny, but I'm like, damn, that shit was kind of whack. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, fuck it, why not? It's kind of like trolling, right? I, you know, say I was saying the same thing about Chance. I don't really. I was for a long time. I wasn't believing that he was really independent, but I don't know. Still haven't seen any evidence of that. But I just was like, you know, I heard like Chance had a lot of help. Yeah, he had to because he's doing. That's the reason I was like, he has to be signed somewhere because he has so it's much. A, it's just shit that going he on. really he re, okay. So if you want to get like 
if, if you want to um, get a um, distribution deal, right, you want to get that 80-20, that profit split, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to put up like <coughs> 300 racks. Right. You got to come to the table with like 300 racks. He was able to come to the table with like 300 racks. This is because he had people... Like his daddy was like a, you know, he was a campaign manager for yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So he had a lot of people that was willing to invest in him. Mm. So I think technically he is independent. Right. I also heard he's an asshole. Like he doesn't pay people because he technically doesn't sell his music. So he like I heard, uh, I think a while back after I want to say like acid rap had just popped. And then uh, I think one of the Justice League producers was like, oh, yeah, that nigga didn't pay me. Wow. Oh, wait. They was arguing on Twitter, bro. Yeah, because he was just like, because he technically doesn't make money off his music. Damn, yeah, because he don't, well, he don't sell it, but yeah, we know the nigga making money. Because if your shit is on Apple Music, you're making money. Especially yeah. if you're as big as you are, as Chance is. And so that's like his thing where he's like, oh, I don't sell my music. That's what he said on the Joe Budden podcast. He gets like deals to like, you know, exclusivity deals and like. So, but you're selling it. <laughs> yes You're lying chance, Even if it's just Roundabout way You're still making money Off your music It's real fucked up So he So eyes. he didn't play Pay these producers On the front end I don't know If it was back I don't even end, know If they <laughs> got publishing Or whatever But Obviously they didn't get publishing Yeah him and They were They were arguing on Twitter I, I forgot about that The dude from Justice League Yup yeah. And um, I, that kind of just blew away. I don't know if they ever resolved that shit. Mm -hmm. But when he was on the Joe Budden podcast, he was talking about how uh, he was like, yeah, I don't sell my music. And Joe Budden was like, yes, you do. Because <laughs> if it's on streaming services, you're going to make money regardless. Right. Whether it's passive and, you know, you're not selling hand-to-hand -hand albums, but you get money for streaming. And you get a lot of streams, my nigga. You had, like, one of the biggest songs of 2016 or whatever. Like, uh, right. come on now. But yeah, yeah. regardless, though, um, what he's doing is great, man, because I ain't never seen nobody not be signed, do all this. Like, the nigga did SNL with no record deal. Yeah. That's amazing. Just yeah. a nigga from Chicago. But even to get back to the to the dog situation, <clears throat> I mean, it's fucked up because of how corny it is for him to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm making all this money, yada, yada. I'm but at the same this, time. I th it feels like one of those things where he's just trying to like inspire in air quotes like people from wherever he's from to be like you can get this shit you know without a label like but why in a though? devil's advocate type of way but she should just be real though like it is what it is like if you have to take a label deal like that's just what it is like you might not be in a position to go up there with 300000 and say, nah, we keeping all this. We just want to split the profit. You get 20%. You can't do that. Then you have to go with a label. That's fine. Like, But I think that when people get in here with these labels that they have to negotiate uh, things better for themselves. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you know, you want to portray this image like, you know, you selling this and you got that. You feel what I'm saying? You want to make it seem like, I was doing this, so this is how I'm doing this. So you really kind of promoting the negative. Right. You see what I'm saying? I think it's also because of that, to keep his street cred look, to be like, yeah, fuck these labels. Like I'm, I'm really a hood artist. And yeah. Shit. You're not. We it's don't all do dope money. I'm not going I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know too much about Young Dolph because I don't really, I'm not, I never really heard his music. I won't mm -hmm. even say I'm not a fan, but 
So he was just he's been touting this of his whole career like he's pretty much it's just like we found out like Chance, Chance been was. on Def Jam this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you you asked this question, I think, either two weeks ago or last week when you said, would you sign a deal? I don't know if you answered it. Would you sign a deal if you were an artist or even as a producer? Cardo just signed to uh, Def Jam. Would you do that? Um, I mean, it depends. It depends on the situation. I can't say that I wouldn't sign a deal. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it depends on your situation. Right. If you got, um, if you say I'm, Def Jam is gonna give me a, a, a ten record production deal, right? So that means I got to put out ten uh, records that are either gonna make albums or chart at a certain whatever. Right. I'll do it because you might have the resources at said label. You know what I'm saying? You might have the artist. You might have the talent. So you might be like, shit, yeah, I can get up in this motherfucker and get in the studio with Whoop. I know we can get to her. Get in the studio with Whoop. I know we can. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably take it. Yeah, man. Shout out to Cardo and Payroll when they signed that deal with Def Jam last year. I thought that was huge for a nigga from the city that, you know, come from the same blocks that I come from and shit. Uh, Cardo is not from here, but he has a very Detroit sound, if you ask me. I Car- oh yeah, Cardo Cole, man, all that shit he was doing for Wiz all them years that I didn't know was him. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely talented. I definitely kind of start following him. Uh, like when he dropped Guys Plan, I'm like, okay, I know he in the groove, like because that beat was just so simple, dog. But it just was a vibe. Guys Plan, Drake, yeah, Guys Plan, he did that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, all I, I I know he's responsible for Wiz's best music, the Cushion OJ shit, bro. This is facts. Uh, come on, dog. Mesmerize or whatever. Whatever you want to talk about from that album. Yeah, man, I think people just be looking like, sometimes you just, you're just not in a position to do what other people do. You look at Rockefeller, you want to do that, you know, and it's just, that wasn't, you know, you everybody just can't do that, and that's fine. Like, I think uh, T.I. even had, like, that same type of deal. Uh, or something like that. He had like a very lucrative deal and profitable for him. It's like some shit just works for certain artists. And, right. Uh, like you know, Vezo, he took he he took the deal eventually because you know he was saying it's like it's nothing wrong with it. It's no stigma attached to it. Probably what you see is probably a lot of artists get to a point where they're like, okay, well my. My visions and my plans are so big now that I kind of can't do it independent unless you are just a, either a lucky motherfucker or a machine. Look. Even Rockefeller, like you just said, Rockefeller eventually had to partner with somebody. They didn't sign. Yeah. They partnered with Def Jam and eventually they needed that they did, push though. and that help. But you're right, though. Just like how uh, Soldier Boy been going on and just like he was he was saying when he was on uh, the show Academics, like, just give me the chance. I need the label push. Like that's what it is. Like he just signed. Yeah, and he, he did. Yeah. He eventually signed. Now he know he's gonna get the push because mm-hmm. he's looking at it like I'm an independent artist, right? So I dropped the song that that sizzle for a while, then get the label deal. Then if I can get the push from the label, then we can see if it's really a hit or not. Right. So it's like, man, you know, shit, fuck it, yeah. Hell yeah, I don't have Make a it. problem with people signing deals. I mean. Y'all niggas need just it. don't sound push. bad, dude. It don't sound bad, dude. That, That's that, right. That uh, now that got me thinking about the uh, blue face uh, shit on the Breakfast Club. I didn't watch it, but I I seen a clip. Yeah, and you know he kind of was like, 
just was, you know, didn't know the particulars, but he just like, yeah, I'm signed like to Cash Money West. That's all I know. Uh, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I didn't know he was on. Oh, well, that makes sense because he fucked with Wack. And Wack is uh, Cash Money West. Cash Money, yeah. So, and then, you know, so people like start speculating like, well, this guy got to be in a 360 deal. Like, you didn't even know you signed for real. You probably signed like four. And that's what they were saying. I think he sounded like four labels. Then <laughs> Wack got on the internet and uploaded, like, basically, like, you know, I wouldn't sign none of my artists to 360 deals. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't do that. And hopefully that's true because that's really all you can do. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, just try not to sign bad deals. The mm-hmm. 360 deals, of course, are the worst deals you can sign. Would you sign? Uh, It depends. I think there's way too many resources out for me to not try to take the right precautions. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we've seen way too many examples of people being fucked by their label Yeah, for me to not try to take the right precautions. But I mean, if, like, if I knew, you know, the particulars, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't see a problem with it. I think, I think a lot of times people get fucked with because they be so um, thirsty, right? Yeah. You gotta put, you gotta do the Master P. Master P was like they offered him whatever they offered him, ten million or a million dollars, and that nigga got back on the plane and was like, no, with no money though, with no money. And Master, I mean, C Murder, like, bro, what the fuck is you doing? We broke. Why didn't you take the million dollars? And he like, man, if I'm worth, if they offer me a million dollars, what the fuck you think I'm worth? So, yeah, and that's real because that's, that's the thing. <laughs> like when it comes to these advances, and then they they tell you like, well, we we'll, we'll give you uh, uh seventy five thousand. Advance, you ain't ever had no bread. You like seventy five racks. <laughs> Give me that. You know what I'm yeah. saying. And then you done signed your name away. Now you got to drop five albums. You know. Now you in the hole from the first album to so the second. It's, it's bad. And I also don't think a lot of people, like you said, like people are like money hungry. So it's like you know they flash paper in your face. You're like, oh okay, bet. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like I think also me being. You know, the age that I am, which is 20, I'm about to turn, you know, 21 tomorrow. Yeah. It's like even me experiencing college, I realize that's not shit. That's Bro, yeah. that's me two semesters oh, yeah. in. Bro, you can blow through seventy five thousand dollars in probably four, five months. Please. Easy. Easy. Because I done blew through I done blew through probably ten bands before in almost Three weeks. I mean, man, you know, I'm a grown man, bro. Five, you can spend seventy five racks easy. Man, it's easy to the motherfucker. Especially if you, like you said, you're an eager young dude, somebody who had, who didn't come from money, who, yeah. you know, you just were like, oh shit, they're putting money in my face. It's like, you know, uh, you just see, you okay, just I got see this the money, money because it's, yeah. it's like it's it's just tunnel vision. It's like. What like you want my music and it's seventy five? Give me that. Here's mm-hmm. the music. Here's the signature. I'm out. And and then next thing you know, you in a hole. Yeah. And then the important thing is you like the keyword and what you said is an advance. You get an advance, so you have to pay that back. They have to make that money back somehow because mm-hmm. it's an investment. Recoup. And a lot of people don't know that they're just like, oh, they paying me. But and see, it's just like, and, and that's the thing. That's why it can get tricky when you're on a major label because if they sign you and they 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 giving you all these resources, you gotta but pay you back. don't pop. Mm. Now you like now you the enemy. And once you get in the hole on that first album, and that's what because remember, like coming up, like I know when we was younger and shit, 
you would hear like the term sophomore slump a lot. Yeah. Like you would know like an artist was solidified if they if they survived their sophomore slump. Mm. Because a lot of times we would get, uh, you know, artists introduced us, we'd probably get a hit. The album would drop, the album would sell. They'll probably do two, three singles and they might make some money. But if they don't make enough to actually like really profit, they want they they won't actually support the second album because they'll probably be tying in what you owe, right, mm-hmm. to the new album. So now you in debt for it. So it's like all of these budgets they create, like like they said, man. That all right? So that take you out, take you to dinner. Everybody sitting down. We had nice restaurants, talking business. That's then you know that's coming out of your uh, budget, right? Mm-hmm. You like, you tr- damn, damn I heard somebody say that before too, but I don't. Yeah, that's some that's some dirty shit right there. Uh, but it's business. While we sitting here talking about uh, record deals, I just want to kind of highlight for anybody who don't know all the shit that Cash Doll went through, bro. Um, Cash Doll was in a fucked up situation for a few years. I don't really know the particulars of it, down to the you know to the wire and shit. But I know she's she's out of it now, and she's with BNB. Yeah, she popping. She popping now. I they mean, wouldn't even let her put music on SoundCloud. Wow. She would put something up and they would snatch that shit right back down. Yeah, I think that was. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. That sound like that sound like something else going on. Yeah, now. it was it was something else going on. But so, she out of it now, and yeah. they they you know, and we seen her basically kind of take off the way we knew she would. Um, uh, I love Cash Doll. Um, God, that is major for the city, though. Yes, it is. Like her yeah. role is major for the city. Like we need the uh, you know these markets out here to see like the diversity in Detroit culture hey. that we have here with music, dog. And it's hey. like she speaks to that. Like I was happy as hell because I was at first I really didn't put two and two together that it was really the label shit that was going on. Because I'm like, why is she got like a million followers on? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm not really seeing no music out here. Yeah, they wouldn't let yeah. her do shit. Because I I, I, I kind of know people that know people and shit. And they was, I was just hearing things here and there. And it was just some personal shit it sounded like. And they wouldn't let her put no music out. And it was like, she had a situation with Timbaland at some point. And then that disappeared. Good. And I'm thinking this because they probably shot that down. Right. You know, and it was... It doesn't make sense to me, but not at all. It doesn't make sense to me. Why would you hold talent back? Why would you hold talent back? Why would I mean now if y'all got some issues going on, okay. But at this point, if if it's like that, let me get my cut. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If it's like that, well, you gotta fill X and X, Y, and Z out of this contract, then we'll (laughs) let you go. So even if they was feeling like, oh, you went behind our back to get this connection with Timberland. Well, shit, okay. You do the record with Timberland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and we stand our ground and only offer support up to an X amount, get a cut, or some shit like that. Like, why just be, like, trying to hold somebody back? Because you like, let me just hope she can't release no music or buzz that down and now I can look like I did something. Yeah. Now you, you, you know, niggas is really looking goofy now. Right. <laughs> that's, that's one big thing that's always bothered me about... And I don't know if it's like some weird tie-in or just like a lot of people get caught up in that. But um, a lot of Detroit artists that I would see pop up, they would die down like after a while or like they would get in this weird spot where it's like you see people like Detroit artists performing at like high schools. Mm -hmm. And it's just like 
that's their only stage. After that, it's just like where they go. Yeah. And then like they get in that weird space where it's just like, do they still make music anymore? Do they not? <laughs> no, and then you find out it's like they got fucked over. Like, um, I don't know if I can say names. Probably we'll not. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I don't give a fuck about nothing. Okay, cool. And I'm, I mean, <laughs> I don't know this person's whole situation, but I know enough. We'll but like there's this uh, dude. We're not going to bleep it out. I went to. <laughs> we're, we're I mean, it's not nothing worth bleeping we'll out. Bleep I don't think he's gonna be like, "Oh, fuck that nigga." No, go ahead. But uh, I went to school with this uh, dude. He, what's his name? Uh, he goes by Lil E, and um, mm. so like that was kind of his situation where like, like everybody fucked with him. He was cool. He was smart. Yeah. And I mean, he had talent. He could rap. And I mean, um, I know. Uh, like one of my homies used to be a part of his camp at one point and like they would he told me like they would just be like it would be a bunch of old niggas and they're just like no 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 don't do this blah 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 don't do that don't uh make this record make this record blah blah yeah. blah do this and like he would have to put on this front of just like this swagadocious like <laughs> young black nigga from Detroit and he's like yeah you know I'm independent got my own label I make my own clothes and like he was performing at high schools. He performed at our high school. Yeah. And like, then he went to King because they were like, oh, it's a bigger market. And like, Fam. but why are you marketing, you Fam. know, downward? And it's like, uh, That's apparently, somebody don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> right. homie said that. Like, my homie was just like, yeah, his team don't know what the fuck they doing. They don't know what the fuck and then like, doing. I think his like, I don't know what's the connection, but I think it was like his uncle or something, but like he's has some weird tie to Jada kiss. And I was just like, so you telling me they fucking him like this and he has a connection to Jada kiss. And like, not to say like Jada kiss is just like, woo, like still like relevant and popping. Right. Right. But it's just like, you know, Still, he's someone. Still, he has a. He's nigga. very relevant. He, can, he, can get he has you, a staple. Get you to shake a nigga hand or something at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, you know, they get to that weird spot, and it's just like, whoa, where's your career gonna go? He was also telling me about uh, you're, some young nigga popped a long time ago named Lil George, and they were like, that's your competition. You gotta, you gotta, you know, make sure you competing with him head on. Lil George had one hot song and dipped. I don't like, even know what that is. Exactly. I heard that name. Like he <laughs> yeah. made he made like one little hot song. He was the same type of nigga performed at high schools. You know all the you know high school Bro. girls was like, oh this nigga cold, this nigga's next up, whatever, right. whatever. That's disgusting. And niggas out here still following the so so death. That's what I'm saying. Get the fuck out of here. I man. didn't even know there was a, that shit was going on. Niggas is out here looking to perform at high schools. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like it was weird shit like that. <laughs> and I mean, how, how much is the high school gonna pay you? <laughs> they're not going. to I pay don't you. think they paid E at all to <laughs> do that performance. Out of here. That shit is but just like, um, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, like, you get in that space, and it's like, well, now what? Because, like, you can only perform at so many high schools. You can only perform at so many pep rally, whatever, whatever. And it's just like, why do you want to stay in that space? Man, you know, the main reason why that type of shit failed, because it's like, it's not true. If you're not true to yourself as an artist, I think, like, your career usually ends pretty quick. Or, you know, it's like, you just got to be yourself. You sitting up here trying to put and construct this image and, you know what I'm saying, trying to get to this target audience and these, like, no, it's not working, fam. Mm -mm. 
you need to get in the booth and do you and then find the somebody. Of, yeah, the who, rest of us do it as hell. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, but you got to be with like-minded people that see the vision, you know? And that's the thing. Like a lot of time, you know, once again, money. Young nigga get around some money or whatever. And, you know, some older niggas with money and, you know, they tell him, well, you could do this, you should do this, you make this type of record. And he, oh, okay. Just because they got a couple dollars. Nah, you got to get with somebody who sees uh, how you uh, sees how you see it. Like, see the vision. They they want you to be you. They're going to push you to be you. They want to uh, figure out ways for people to accept that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't sit up here and try to... Force feed. Yeah, if don't force it. That's my advice. If I had any advice for these young uh, Detroit artists. But you do see that a lot. Though, like... Artists that we came up listening to was always coming to our high school and shit. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Then we went to college. With WJLB like, and shit. Yeah, they still going. <laughs> For real. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it at all. But I it's mean, like, that it, shouldn't be your. Yeah, that shouldn't be your your ceiling. Right. Like performing right. at a high school and be like, oh, I performed at a high school. It's like, okay, cool. What else? You know what? And it's, and too, like with Detroit, man, I think it was hard, especially for like, Artists like, uh, you know, KDZ and, you know what I'm saying, uh, Stretch. You know, they were like the first, you know, artists to actually put themselves out there. Shout out to the Cheddar Boys. Yeah. You know, Cheddar Boys, Blade, you know what I'm saying? I know it was it was, it was probably hard to do that, especially like from where we from. There's no market. It was no market here. It was no market. Dog, you remember how barren it felt in the city back then? Like, and we started doing music back then. It was no market here for that. Yeah, it was not. Nigga, it was Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, it. And and it's like, yeah. And that was on the mainstream. But right. it, but that never, even to me, Eminem never really felt like Detroit music. No. Like, <laughs> he still don't feel like Detroit yeah, music. I agree. Like, He's yeah. not a representation of what we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out it, to Blade, dog. And yeah. shout out to all them niggas. It, yeah. was just, it was just drug niggas rapping. Shout out to Juan. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh... Man, I could go on about this label shit forever, mm -hmm. but what I want you to do now, I want you to introduce yourself, because before we get too far, bro, we didn't give you the chance to do that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, my name is Jay Deshaun. Uh, I would say I'm a Detroit rapper, but I don't even want to give myself that that label. Yeah, I'm a rapper. Uh, You're just a rapper from Detroit. You're rapper from Detroit. You're an artist. Artist, music artist. Uh... I do production. Uh, I also do visual art. Um, yeah, I'm just. Uh, I would like to say an all around creative. Yeah, this you guy. Do. I can vouch for this because I I just met him and when I came in, like he had the pen in his hand drawing, and I'm like, <laughs> you haven't seen that shit in probably <laughs> yeah a long time. Like I don't see people <laughs> drawing no more. Me either. So. That's why I was so fascinated when me and you went to, uh, when we went up to the Ozarks, and you were sitting at the table drawing. I sat there. We sat there probably 45 minutes or something talking about that shit. Yeah. But yeah, you cold, bro. Uh, you know, no gas, not just because you sitting in front of me and shit. Uh, <laughs> for any, you didn't do my album cover, but for anybody who knows my album, he's the one who put the halo over the heads of um, uh, the black Madonna and her baby Jesus. That boy um, cold on Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigga, shit don't stop. Uh, what, what you could do all type of shit. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, you dropping an album tomorrow. You also turn. You also legal to drink tomorrow, my nigga. What's yes. what's good? Actually, as of like maybe within the last three days, I've decided I'm gonna push it back. Only push because it back? I'm gonna push it back. Only because for what I want it to be, it's not there. And I was like, for a slight moment, I wasn't being honest with myself to be real. And so I was just like, I was like. In that headspace of like, with what? Yeah, what's the conflict? Uh, because I, I felt this pressure of like, let me put something out. Because I I am in between this thing where it's like, oh, you know, when people are like, don't be a perfectionist, you know, mm-hmm. do right. do whatever. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I have the shit that I need to produce this stuff. Let me just produce it. So I was in that mindset, but then at the same time. For what I want this to be, it's not there. You like fuck it, man. I want my art to sound like I wanted to sound. Yeah, like I'm not even. I want my shit to slap. Like I don't want to <laughs> just put something out and it's just like, damn, yo, he just dropped that project on the fourth. Yeah, you know yeah, what, yeah. You know what made me? You know who that reminds me of? Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt is cold, but a lot of times I think his art suffers because he don't really give a fuck. But he don't give a fuck, and he really don't like. Yeah. Because he said he like he did retire from music. But that album he just put out, it was like, oh, uh, it was okay. You could tell it wasn't mixed. I think that album was dope. Uh, it's one song on there that I was going fucking crazy over, but it was like, you should have got the album mixed, fam. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that album. But it do got a sound to it. Yeah. I think that sound signifies what that album means. And maybe I'm just one of those people who what was reads it called again? some rap songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think literally either I'm dead on or I'm just one of those people who are like reading too deep into shit mm-hmm. but I think this is literally it like some rap songs right, just some go, shit he threw together right. some like also him grieving cause right. like you know he, his dad just passed um, didn't Damn, have a relationship yeah. with his dad at all really and then when he got the chance to his dad died um, his mom like they didn't have the greatest relationship coming up and like you know, he's just trying to be a regular nigga. And then like you know, he I know he's been producing for a minute. And then uh, mm-hmm. you know, just everything that's been, happened in the past year, like even just I would even say going as far as to go, you know, your friend who you came up with rapping is like one of the biggest rappers out here. He just did the Grinch soundtrack, and you're just chilling, kick back, which maybe you want, maybe you don't. I think that's what he wants. I think that's what he wants to, but I feel like this album kind of signifies this moment, like what he feels. Yeah, like that makes sense. He was grieving. He felt like shit, and his music kind of sounds like shit. Not to be like all oh, this shit, like, you know, terrible suck. shit. But it's- yeah, but it's like it's not like you said. It's not mixed well, or it has this like old creaky like <laughs> alchemist vibe and like this like crate digging vibe. Where it's just like, it just feels like whatever he was internally dealing with. Here, go right here. Is this uh, The Mint? The Mint, bro. Produced by, what's his name? He's from here. I can't remember his name. I know he rose with uh, Skywalker. From TDE? No, 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 Skywalker. Oh, Land Skywalker. No, 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 Skywalker, the Detroit producer. Oh, really? Yeah, the guy who 
produced the man. I forget his name. He, him and Skywalker are tight. This bitch ain't playing. But yeah, um. Yep, yep. There it is. That's right. I'm running things. Black I'm noise. running things. I'm running things. <laughs> Hold me down. Hold me up. Hold me close. Cause when times are sub, show they true colors. Don't know who to trust. Mind working like the water when it rushes. Growing for my father, bitter to his touch. Now I'm solely honored. Living is a must. All this for my mama till I'm done. God gon' deal the karma. Lost my trust in every man. No, many men got me in a jam. I be in my. This is. Yeah, I think that was maybe. That sounds like some basement rap shit. And yeah. I love it. Um, a lot of the songs on there I didn't like, or some of the songs I didn't like, but some of the songs I did. It definitely has a, a sound, like a quality to it, you know, that we don't really hear rap like that no more. Right. Yeah. That sound like some old uh, Wu-Tang um, Staten yeah, Island in the basement shit. But, yeah, that's um, Earl Sweatshirt, The Mint. Go check that shit out. For anybody who gives a fuck about Earl Sweatshirt, uh, I didn't like none of them niggas until... Well, I won't say that. I liked them at first when it was Our Future Gang, when it was really all together. Mm-hmm. Then I stopped caring, and I really didn't like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyler. Tyler. I didn't really like Tyler that much until this last shit, bro. Uh, uh, Flower, Flower Boy. Boy. Yeah. See, and I think I slowly realized that growing up, because like, he came out when I was going into high school. Mm-hmm. So like 2008, like in that space. So like, like when I was younger, I just heard it and I was just like, oh, this shit's cool. Cause he was just, you know, going against everything that was like, you know, right with society. Like he was, I don't know, just on some weird shit. And yeah. I was a, a weird kid. And so I was just like, I can identify with this, especially um, growing up, not on hip hop. Like, I listened to a lot of rock music and punk rock. Oh, so you didn't grow up on rock? Not at all. Like, uh, wow. <laughs> actually, I distinctly remember one time, uh, Derek, uh, my cousin came over and my cousin was really into Kanye, like backpack Kanye. Specifically, it was the, I think it was graduation. Mm-hmm. He had it on his like little iPod and then he was about to, like he had the headphone and he was handing it to me like, oh, you want to hear, hear it? And then Derek like, like got up and was like, no, nah, you can't listen to that. And then, like, so, like, that was, like, one experience I was just, like, oh, and I was late on. Like, I didn't hear graduation until I was in, like, my second, third year high school. He said you could listen to Kanye? Nope. And, uh. Why? I I don't know. We were, it was during that time. We were real. How old were you? I was, like. But Kanye is, like, light. That's, like, PG-13 regardless. Yeah, it wasn't. It I, I think it was just there, when we were. Uh, yeah, this is his stepson. We were uh, heavy, like real Christiany, real church folk, which I thought was funny because it was like you know I can listen to rock music, but I can't listen to rap music. You had to have been being funny, man. I rock think music so. is worse than Kanye, and that's what I was thinking. I was listening to like <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Being funny, like, yeah. <laughs> All the shit that I know he listened to on the rock side of things is yeah. way worse than and anything I was listening to like ever put out. Marilyn Manson, uh, right? Fucking, fucking disturbed and shit. Come on, yeah, man. yeah. So like, I grew up on a lot of rock music. So when Tyler came out, I technically grew up with Tyler, bro. So 
And that's what rock rap music is turning into. I feel like a lot of new rappers, these young niggas, like even Juice World, mm-hmm. of the way he even sings his music, it sounds like he's a fan of rock music. Or I, even, I say the same thing about Trippy. I say this Trippy Red, even uh Uzi. Yeah, like literally, oh, yeah, right? Like literally, <laughs> right? The way Trippy and it bugs me when I hear people say like how revolutionary Trippy is. It's like he's just projecting like a a rock musician. That's it. Like. That's it, but That's right. um, these niggas just grew up listening to POD and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but back to we are, we are. um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what them niggas grew up listening to. I was just bumping some Weezer the other day. They Man, just came out shit out there, bro. Yeah, Black hole, son. Sun. Don't don't get me yeah. don't get me going, fam. But um, yeah, so. Where were we going with that? Our future. Yeah, the uh but I grew up with that whole thing, which I thought was also really funny, because I also was like I wouldn't say I was like the the first one to discover it, but like the internet. Like the internet was not popping for some Fam. time. And I fucked with Purple Naked Ladies when it first came out. Fam. And nobody fucked with it. Nobody fucked with uh I forget the second one that came out after that. It wasn't until like ego death mm-hmm. that people That's were just like, popped. yeah, and people were like, ooh, yeah. But Sid, Sid and the Internet fam, they make incredible music. Uh, incredible, Sid, yo, incredible music. Sid is so fucking crazy. Her voice, yes. Like this woman can sing me to sleep. They just was here in December. I was mad as hell that I couldn't go. Uh, I heard their live performances are real bad. Bad. At least sit, because sometimes it's like either her vocals are a hit or miss. Because I've seen like, it's kind of the same thing with like how people say like, oh, SZA can't sing like certain times during live performances. Mm. And so it's kind of like that whole deal where it's like either it's a good show or it's a bad show. And that's a real thing though. You know, studio artists a lot of times. I actually don't even really care for seeing people live. Oh, I love it. I like the audio representation, like the, the, the... I agree. Well, I'll tell you like this, though. The reason I like live shows is because a lot of times it gives you a different perspective on the music. I hated the Yeezus album to my core. I hated it, right? Mm -hmm. Then I went to the Yeezus tour because I'm like, shit, it's Kanye. He's going to record. He's going to perform more than Yeezus, so I'm going to just go. Mm -hmm. I left that concert liking the Yeezus album because I I just saw how, like, we could see his vision come to life because I feel like that album... It doesn't live well as just an album. Yeah, you have to have the visual side. The whole fucking experience. He brought it as a play. It's like a stage play. Like every song, and it was every song, it was like something different was happening on stage. So it was like, okay, now I see what this nigga's doing. Yeah. And I left that album, I left that concert like, damn, the Yeezus album is actually not as bad as I thought it was. Um, And it was just like, now I got that concert in my mind to live with it. And it just changed it. I saw. I mean, even still, like I seen Lupe in concert, it didn't change my perception of the album because I still love the album anyway. But to see him perform murals on stage and to rap nonstop in front of me for 10 minutes and not breathe, like he didn't pause and let the record play or we talking about it was an instrumental and this nigga rapped for nine minutes and 40 something seconds, however long murals is and didn't fuck up, bro. Dedicated. Dedicated. Yeah. And I feel like that type of shit right there is just, it's like a show will bring out which niggas is really about this rap shit and which niggas ain't. Yeah. Also, 
uh, fun fun fact, and I think it's hilarious. My girlfriend forever holds this against me because she wanted to go. I went to the X concert when he came here. XXX Tentacion. Where where was he at? Uh, the Majestic before you know him being shot, uh, and she was super pissed. Was it last year? Uh, or the year before. It was last year when he came to, he came to Majestic and uh yeah I didn't pay like my friend he was just like hey I'm down the street I got an extra ticket my boy ain't show up you want to come and I was like all right cool and so I went uh it wasn't terrible it was exactly what I expected which was a bunch of white kids saying nigga but Fam. Uh, <laughs> I hate that shit literally sorry I don't like literally the like it felt like a really awkward, surreal moment where it's like either you punch this nigga or you are a black, like you have to watch this happen. It was like I was standing like not too far from how I am from uh, Jerry yeah. and I seen this white kid like, you know, like when you were a kid and you try to power up like a Super Saiyan, like this nigga was standing here and then like the song was playing and he goes, nigga, like as like the shit drops and I'm yeah. just like. I didn't see that. I didn't just see that. Yeah. I didn't just hear like it didn't register in my head because I was like, damn, this shit really just happened. Bruh, trust me, dog. I done been in Coachella. How was <laughs> I? <laughs> you feel me? It was duh. I mean, what what do you expect? A lot of being in a big crowd of white yeah, people. A lot of rich white motherfuckers out there, you know, partying. They driving from other parts of Cali. They just out there just, you know, giving it they goddamn all. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Even uh who did I see? Damn, it was somebody in um, Royal Oak, Summer Walker, mm. Summer Walker, and um, Six Black was there. <laughs> yeah, Six or Black. Or whatever. Fuck. Oh, Black. It's just Black with Black. a Six as the B. Fuck out of here. I have a friend who calls them Slacks. <laughs> That's what I used to call them, Slacks. <laughs> my, my guy Six Black. Nah, but uh, Black, yeah, he, he brings the, uh, the weird... The weirds out, but I mean, I feel like you should not be comfortable saying that word. Like, dog, what the fuck do y'all not understand? They just don't give a fuck. You, they yeah, already right. know they're not supposed to say it, but they just don't give a fuck. They just use that shit as an excuse to say it in yep. front of you. Well, we had a concert, bro. That's also why I I love uh fucking what is it, the Mo Bamba? Because mm-hmm. like my nigga, that, Mo. It, it really like you can see the excitement in their eyes and then it's just like as soon as that part comes where they just like with my nigga and you're just like with your who yeah and they're just like oh it's a song yeah and it's like don't fucking sing that around me you know yeah. it's terrible it's hilarious well, what are you what, what are you gonna do knock every motherfucker out or just <laughs> you know what i'm saying all right because it's like what you gonna do it's like technically we gave them the power to say it that's another good example. I feel like Sheck West is like a rock artist, especially that song Obama. Like, that sounds like a rock song. Even the way he's singing a hook, yeah. it sounds like you put that like make a nigga scream that hook. It sounds like a rock song. Put a guitar to it. Yeah, that's a rock song, bro. I My think. Nigga, I think, and I want to say this was brought up on the the last podcast where we're in this weird where every like rap, you know something like every rap generation has a rock like period mm. where it's just like you know even like back in the run dmc they had the song with aerosmith mm-hmm. and then uh you know we have fucking what's the song a party like a rock party like mm-hmm. a rock like you know yeah. then everybody was doing that problems. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, um, yeah, I mean, shit, even the Beastie Boys. I fucks with rock. I don't really, I don't know any new acts or nothing like that, but. It's all, eh. But, um, yeah, like, I think this era is like, one, I don't think they're going to last for sure, because I feel like it's going to, it's moving in a very strange direction. What, the music? Yeah. And hip hop? Yeah, because it's like, it's uh, becoming interlocked with like indie and rock. Like, I think it's going to, something is going to click and either we're going to get like a merging of the two genres and get like some super artists from the two or it's just going to all die out. Because like you got the James Blake, I wouldn't classify him as rock, but it's like a, it's like a folky, you know, alternative Mm -hmm. and the James Blake with Travis Scott and he had like a bunch of rappers on his project. Really? I, I haven't I w- listened to that. I was. I think it was Travis Scott, and I want to say I could be wrong, but I want to say Future. Okay. Um, you have ASAP Rocky, and he did his thing with Lana Del Rey. Shout out to ASAP. Um, I mean, shit. Even Tyler Crater, he was fucking with uh the that, punk the punk group Trash Talk. That's another thing. I'm wearing the ASAP Rocky shirt right now. I got this from the concert when he did DTE. Two, oh, three yeah, years I forgot ago? about that. Fam. My homie invited me to that. And That's I why I like seeing niggas live. Because I, I loved Rocky before that show, but then I seen the show and I'm like, this nigga is a great performer too. Like, but you wouldn't think so because his music is always kind of, he, he make like, like codeine rap. I, or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he fuck around and put on a great show. I was confusing a motherfucker. Like, niggas was mosh pitting to. <laughs> yeah, he high energy. Yeah, like I, I, I didn't expect that. That was a Tyler. One of the gr- Tyler be going crazy on stage too. He's yeah, dope. he was there. He's dope. This show was Danny Brown, Tyler the Creator, Vince Staples, and ASAP Rocky. Yeah, great, 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 great show all the way through. Um, Tyler's set was the weakest because his music just didn't translate to the stage. I guess he picked the wrong set list or something. But even like even the white people wasn't really excited. Danny. Yeah. Danny Brown tore it down. Vince Staples even tore it down. Um, that was a great show. And that song I was just playing and it stopped was Vince Staples. And the reason I was playing this because he said all these white people saying, uh, what did he say? He said something like all these white people screaming uh, when I say where my niggas at and some he can't get with that. And that's what he just <laughs> to my white people saying nigga and shit. But anyway, uh, let's move on before we can talk about this shit forever. Um, a few things happened this week. Nigga want to talk about most importantly that's on my mind right now is this Jesse Smollett shit, the nigga from Empire mm-hmm. getting choked yeah. up in Chicago. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh from what I know, uh he he said that he was leaving from a restaurant or something and uh got attacked. Yep. Uh was 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 called names. Uh, was 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 choked with a noose, um, and then they 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 walked away, and he went to the hospital. Um, there was an outpour of support, and uh, the cops said, "Well, I saw a post that said that the cops could not find the attack on 
surveillance anywhere downtown or anywhere not. in the area. And here we go. And then I, 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 I was sent a post mm-hmm. that said that uh, they did uh, tame two suspects, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Um, but then after that, I heard that Jesse Smollett would not turn over his phone. His phone, yes. I don't know if I or would either, but it does it does make this shit seem a little uh, suspicious. And then I'm going to tell you what I read. Um, I was reading all of that. And I'm going to tell you like this, honestly. When I read it, the first thing I said, I, I commented on the Shade Room post and said, somebody got to die. But then I read the, the full story of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this shit sounds made up. Now, I don't want to say it is made up, and I don't want to disrespect him if this did happen to him in right. sh- for sure, but the details said that he was attacked, and then they they put a noose around his neck, and then they said, this is MAGA, aren't you that faggot from Empire? Um, this is MAGA country, nigger, something like that, and then ran off into the darkness. <laughs> that just sounds super made up. That sound like, some, that sound like, Screenplay. It sounds like an episode of Empire. <laughs> yeah, like that just sounds like something carefully made up. How it sounds. Right. You know, you know and worded, the way it's worded. I I want to say I I can see both sides. Like because I want to say distinctly like as I was scrolling on Instagram and I seen it was like trending I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe he posted about it. And then, like, I remember, and I mean, you know, people don't live on Instagram, so maybe it did happen and he didn't post anything about it. Mm -hmm. But, like, I want to say I watched his story after I seen that, like, his little Instagram story, and he was just, like, chilling. Like, he was like, oh, I'm on a plane. Uh, I'm waiting for this plane to take off. Uh," And, like, you know. (laughs) Wait, this is after? After the attack? Yeah, I want to say it was after. Like, like. After that story broke, and I think it was like some good time after it passed, because I seen it late as hell, and I was just like, "Oh, so he's out of the hospital." I'm assuming, because they said he had a broken rib and everything. So this, but then again, I feel like it's not like a make believe type of shit because it's just like, well, you are committing a hate crime, so I would assume you'd probably do your shit and get the fuck out of there. I mean, that wasn't the part that sounded fake. It was just the the way it was described. The shit that they said. It was like, that just mm. sounds too fucking MAGA to be true. Like, I And mean, you would we, think that, but then you have the video of the little white kids being smug in front of the Indian chief. Bro. So, like, so you see shit like that, and you're like, damn, this is like a movie, but it was real. Why don't more people hit people in the face? I don't. That's what because I, they're not gonna. They're gonna be like, "Up, oh, he hit me." Violent. That's the only thing that I could think of watching that uh, the Native American clip. But they're just gonna be like, "Oh, he hit me." Let me tell you what I read about this uh, Jesse shit. Um, I follow a guy named Artemis Gordon. He posts a lot of good shit. He usually is very oh, reliable. Historian, let's go. Yeah, but he posted this and said, please let this be fake. So he doesn't even know. It says, the fact is that Jesse was in VIP the night of the incident at a gay club. He was acting sadiddy as he always does when he is at a popular gay club. He hooked up with someone's boyfriend and was followed home by the boyfriend and a few buddies. That's why he got beat up. His people are making up an elaborate story because of how bad his ass got whooped. His people encouraged him to go along with this lie so he could use it for publicity. Sorry, Jesse, you're exposed. 
This was sent from an anonymous profile um, that says this. Uh, that I guess that was in the club with him that night. And that was like... That sounds much more believable. It, mu- it sounds a lot more believable than he was coming out of Subway at 2 o'clock in the morning and got a noose tied around his neck and a broken rib. I saw a post where somebody was like, so you in Chicago and like below whatever weather and you just... Getting your ass beat, <laughs> going to get subway. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't either, dog. But this shit sounds super funny, either way it go. Uh, but that definitely sounds more believable to me. I don't know what y'all have heard out there, um, the listeners, but I know, um, yeah, man, uh, that sounds weird as fuck. Uh, hopefully, that did not happen to him either way because that sucks. Yeah. But I also hope that this nigga's not lying for publicity because that's going to be that's even a, hell a so major that's blowback. That's just, it's just bad all around. That's yes. the Especially with all the celebrity support too. Because yeah. like I was seeing like Janelle Monae was like, oh my God, my friend, we're going to get justice for you and like, you know, shit like that. And so it's just like, if it turns out, it was just like, you turns know. Turns out the motherfucker don't even want justice. You like, wow. Yeah, and it was just like, well... Damn, your credibility just went down the toilet. So when somebody actually do this shit, and then it's just like, well, it actually did happen, guys. This makes me think about scandal. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's always some elaborate-ass story about what mm-hmm. happened on counts and shit. Mm-hmm. And behind the scenes, it's like all type of shit going on. Yep, exactly. Olivia poked your ass. Um, another story I saw that was interesting to me was R. Kelly got banned from Philadelphia. And I guess this is going to be the podcast where I'm going to have to be that guy, but I don't agree with that. It says, I believe that R. Kelly and predators like him should be shamed and banished from the public sphere. Okay. I think, I think it's weird to ban someone from somewhere. I think that's a strange thing. Like, Hey, you can't come here. Cause like that's the same thing I thought. I just yeah. think that's a weird action to take. It's like, well, what are you stopping? Like, like this nigga can't never go to Philadelphia again. Yeah, it's like, well, what are you scared of? Like, he's about to find some holes in Philadelphia. Does that okay? But does it mean he's banned from performing, or this nigga just can't go? Like, nah, that just sound like he can't go. There's nothing popping here with R. Kelly. Like you're not getting no, yeah. you not. I feel getting like no they're not gonna Philly cheesesteaks no more. You can't come here. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna book him in Philadelphia. <laughs> Will you agree with that? Do you think that's uh, pro- I mean, not? Nah, it was weird. I mean, I feel like it's unfortunate. I mean, I had watched uh, the rest of the documentary and shit, and it was like the first half of that documentary. I think you alluded to that was like that shit hit. Mm-hmm. That shit hit hard. But then after a while, it just kind of felt like all oh, just kind of publicity and like sensationalism like yeah, yeah it just it didn't seem real like that the the shit in the beginning of the documentary felt real the rest just kind of felt like yo my 19 year old daughter ain't coming back home because she's fucking with this old ass nigga you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh i mean you know i'm just keeping it real they're of age let them live you know what i'm saying i mean but i, I th- don't think he should be Banned from the city, like you're not really solving anything. What about all the other predators in your fucking city? You banned yeah. them. Boom. And I, it like, I just think it's weird. Like, what the fuck are you stopping? What are you banning? Nothing. Like, 
We just trying to get on a train and make it look like look look what we're standing for. We gonna ban R. Kelly, y'all. He can't. Yeah, it just feels like a. It feels like a one of those. We support you guys. Fuck with us. Yeah, because it's like you know who's to say you know you ban him, and like you said, there's other fucked up people. There's other fucked up shit to worry about. Right. And then it's just like, well, what are you stopping? Because I mean, R. Kelly still can be out here fucking bitches. I know I have at least one follower from Philadelphia, and I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not, but I'm really, really curious to know what people from Philadelphia think about this. Because I know if they said he was banned from Detroit, like, I don't think I would give a fuck, but I would wonder why. Like, what the thing, the thing that another thing that came to mind was knowing how big a market Philadelphia is for like music. Mm hmm. I'm sure in his 30-year career, he's brought a lot of money to Philadelphia. Of course. Um, that's not to excuse whatever he may be guilty of, but to ban him from there. He's definitely guilty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's definitely guilty. And I don't want anybody to listen to this to think that I'm somehow like a sympathizer. But all I'm saying is that banning him from Philadelphia is just weird as fuck. Like, why? I mean, of a motherfucker... There's people who go to jail every day. Like, I don't ever remember anybody from Philadelphia coming on like, Jeffrey Dahmer can't come here. Or, right. you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Who was we just talking about? Uh, Ted, <laughs> Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy can't yeah. come to Philadelphia. Like, these people have done far worse things than R. Kelly has. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> he, Jeffrey Dahmer was eating boys who was 15. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I... It just seems weird as fuck. Like, y'all really kind of doing a little bit too much here. I just think if you really want to solve the problem, I mean, like, I don't know, put up some money. Like, put up some money for somebody, help the investigation by funding it, yeah. fund somebody mm -hmm. who's affected by it. Like, you know, yeah. those are all viable options, but it's like, no, nah, you banned. You can't come here. You can't step foot on fresh Philadelphia soil. It's just like, <laughs> I, I mean, is Philadelphia really that popping or where R. Kelly's just going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> That's Fuck. what I was, yeah, like, I really just no. scrolled past that shit. I had no, I didn't care about reading into that shit. I just scrolled past that story. Because, like, like, I get it. Like, this nigga weird. He, he, he's a predator. <laughs> but, but it's just, like, but, damn. banning him is not going to stop. Steak? It's, like, banning him is not going to make him rethink his predator tendencies. Like, he's just like, damn, do I really need to fuck with Aaliyah that much? Now I'm banned from Philadelphia. That shit's stupid. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, I, I don't get agree. it. Um, moving on, man. Uh, we all know R. Kelly is nasty. That's the end of that story, I guess. Um, there is a presidential candidate who is asking for reparations for black people. I was just looking at this today. Uh, I'm not rolling. Why not? Because I think it's just a grab for the black vote. It is. And she's asking for a hundred billion dollars. Not enough. Fam, do you know how much money black people are owed? Trillions. Fifteen trillion. Or more. You talking about you wanna you need a hundred million dollars for that? Are you serious? What is that? Hundred billion dollars. You mean what? Is it a hundred million? Hundred billion. Hundred billion. I thought it was million. That she's asking for? No, 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 no. Uh what we should be owed. Per person? Yeah. I thought it was like um, some millions. Um nah, I don't know. That shit breaks down. It breaks like down to like thirty thousand per person. Um, when it's all said and done, it's like, uh, I don't know how many black people there are here. I think it's like 40 million, 30 million or something like that. A lot. Uh, there's a lot of black people here, but, uh, they don't have enough money to pay all the black people for what they Definitely owe us. Definitely not. Uh, of course not. 
But what I saw somebody say was that at the the least you could do is make us tax exempt. Do Native Americans have to pay taxes? I don't think they do. I don't I think know. they do either. Um, but I think that's what black people should be given at least because what you what you've done to black people is on record and I and feel still like going. and still going and the least you could do is tell a motherfucker like okay, well, you don't have to pay taxes. You can right. take all your income home. And that would give us a little bit more of an advantage in everyday life. But guess what, nigga? That's the problem. They don't want you to have an advantage. And that's the reason they're not about to break off $15 trillion for you. Even though it wouldn't really equal a lot. Somebody did the math. $100 billion for for amount of black people that are in the country today breaks down to like $2,500 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was was like, I think it was like, was it like, yeah, I think you're right. 2000. I think you said Yeah, it's like $2,000. What the fuck am I going to do with $2,000? Exactly. <laughs> for for the pain and suffering for 240 years of slavery and, and then 160 years thereafter. So now I got to look at you as a candidate who's proposing this and, and I got to look at your motive, right? Right. <laughs> did you did you do the math on this shit? Do you think $2,000 is worth anything? And then also, what the fuck we've been through. I feel like that's such a that's a real big promise. From See, a, it just from sounds a good. And yeah, like you said once again, motherfuckers who ain't never had money gonna be talking about two thousand. Shit, I take that. Right. And, uh, the only way that would even make sense is if they was only giving a hundred billion to like our parents, like the baby, uh, baby, boomer. baby boomers. Like I don't really know. What other way this would make sense? But here's a quote from the candidate. Her name is uh, Marianne Williamson. She says, we need a moral and spiritual awakening in the country. Nothing short of that is adequate to fundamentally change the patterns of our political dysfunction. I have had a 35-year career in naming and transforming those dynamics. That's my qualification for the presidency. Sounds like she wants black people to vote for her. Because she'll never get that to happen. They don't want us to have nothing, first of all, but for you to take a whole bunch of poor kids and give them all $2,500 or even if they did go to the $15 trillion mark and give us all whatever that is, and I don't think that's very much more. I think that's only like, it could be in the hundreds of thousands, but still, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing that equals it, bro. It's nothing that equals it. Um. I don't, I don't understand why this country refuses to apologize, but I mean, I think I understand why. It's because this country is racist and it's fucked up White in its foundation. But what I mean is I don't understand why, um, if you're going to be politically correct, why we haven't received an apology. I think we did receive an apology from like a governor or something before, but you know, that's not quite the same as the United States government stepping forward and like releasing an official statement the same way that they did to Native Americans. Yeah. Um Man, I think there's nothing that they can do. It's nothing that they can really that's, do. That's is abs- absolutely right. It's just really up to you to just kinda just understand what it is and what took place and just right move forward. You know what I'm saying? The best way you can. Because it's nothing that they can do. There's no amount of money that they can offer. There's no, they can't do shit. Mm-hmm. They fucked us over <laughs> for years, constantly, and they keep giving us the finger. It's not going to stop. Exactly. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Because there was one point in time, I'm like, I think it's possible for us to see represent, reparations at some point in my lifetime if I live to be old. But the older I get, the more I b- disagree with that. 
because you, you start to see how the world works and you start to see that they really don't give a fuck and then you're like yeah we probably won't see reparations I hope so and I don't hope so for me I hope so for my children right. you know what I'm saying uh, give them the advantage that they deserve um, you know but that's neither here nor there I don't think she's gonna win I don't even think she's gonna come close to winning um, she looks like a trustworthy white woman but <laughs> what does that mean I think that also I think there's also still some some stigma about trustworthy looking white woman from Hillary because <laughs> like a lot of people because it was literally like the lesser of two evils that passed like election where it's just like damn do we want a Trump or do we want a Hillary? I ain't want neither one of them pale exactly. face motherfuckers. <laughs> and then oh, it's just like both of you motherfuckers look like ball sacks and shirts. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I, I'm not rolling with this white lady. Um, I appreciate the fake effort, but hey, uh, try again. But we do need. Let's be clear. I think for us to get into a better state, is it's it's hard for me to think that black people just have to do it by themselves. I do think that we need some help from the willing white folk that are actually willing to help. Mm-hmm. That really actually had a genuine love. Like we gotta we gotta acknowledge that it's it's some of them out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's true. We understand how we feel about it generally, but yeah, I do think that we need some people to pull some allies. Yeah. But Shout I out think- to Carol. Um, Carol is the lady who really helped set me up. I want to set this straight because I've been downing white people for the last two episodes <laughs> for sure. Probably the last 11 episodes. But... Um, shout out to Carol She set me up To have my studio um, I met her We met I forget the name Of that bar Is it It's on Temple Street Or some downtown Or whatever Yeah I met her in a bar um, We sat down She had a space On Rosa Parks And she had some space She wasn't necessarily using And she was like Yeah you can set up in there You know what I'm saying We You you know, you could pay me a little bit and you could set your shit up in there. And then I'm like, what? Because mm-hmm. I have been looking for a space all over the city and niggas is charging astronomical rates for the smallest rooms. She gave me the biggest room in her space for just a little bit of money. She gave me whatever I needed. She gave me furniture and shit. There's couches in this studio right here that she gave me. Tables and shit. This table behind me, she gave me. Just a little shit like that. Yeah. You know, I'm. she don't know me from, from nothing, so... But she was willing to help. She was willing to help, and that's yeah. an ally. And that's why when I was like, I don't have no white friends, and then I was like, yes, I do. Uh, shout out to my... Now, she could have just been helping you because you're beige. <laughs> 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 hey, <laughs> hey, whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> but Khaki. And she Khaki know, she know how I feel about white people, too, because I don't be lying. You know, I, we talk about it, too. She, you know, I she talks about certain type of shit or... Um, she might post something here and there and I'm like, okay, well she really is with the shits. And I'll mention it to her and I told her, like, yeah, you probably my favorite white person because I don't rock with too many of y'all. And she was mm-hmm. like, Thanks, I'm flattering this shit. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, she cool as hell, man. Shout out to Carol, um, Detroit School of Music. She teach kids how to play piano or whatever it is, whatever instrument it is, teach them how to read music and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very good at that. Uh shout out to her. Um, anyway. Uh, I don't have too much to say about the reparations shit or white America this episode. I'm a chill because <laughs> uh, it was all fire and brimstone for me last time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give him every other episode. Every, <laughs> every other episode. episode. <laughs> Not this one with the next. <laughs> oh, they found a they found a dude 
Um, so last week we talked about, I think it was last week, but we talked about uh, the three-year-old boy who was shot and killed on South River Freeway in the backseat of his godmom's car on the way to see Sesame Street Live. Mm-hmm. And I have to include that detail because that just makes it so much worse. Um, this is a three-year-old boy who was innocent regardless. I don't give a f- I don't even know him, but he was three. Right. He yeah, was innocent. Do it. At three years old There's nothing you could do At three years old That can make you deserve to die um, He was on his way To see Sesame Street Live With his godmom. I told I think uh, My sister was talking about this And she said The thing that makes it worse Is that he wasn't even With his mom Yeah So It's almost like The mother has to feel like You know The one time Or the few times I send my kid With somebody They die yeah. And that's You have to live with that forever That's a dark thing there. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this story back up is because the guy who killed him uh, turned himself in. I still don't know the details as to what happened, why he was on the freeway shooting at all. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it wasn't a mistake. I don't know. But I saw the video of him going in with his family, his wife or whatever. I'm assuming that was his wife and probably some cousins or some, some homies or something. Yeah. Hugged him up and... You know, he walked in there like a man. And that is why, essentially, that I'm bringing this up. It's because it was like, before this person had a face, it was just like, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. I hope he pay, I hope he pay. But then it was like, once I saw him, it's like, damn, he's a human too. And he walked in there with his family. Everybody was sad. And he did the right thing, though. That's really all we can ask. You know, everybody make mistakes and shit, but he walked in there, turned himself in, and he's going to do his time or whatever is to come next. You know, I'm sure they're going to still have a trial, but, you know, I'm sure he's gone for, for forever. Yeah. Um. You know, unless he's a very lucky man. But I'm like, damn, he's a human too. Yeah. And it made me sad to see him have to go and sit down for the rest of his life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, fuck him. Fuck him, but <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah, fuck him. I mean, still. I guess we can, you know, applaud that he turned himself in, but it's like, I mean, what the fuck was dude really thinking? What are you, what like, were you what doing? was you really thinking to, sh- to be shooting on the freeway? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it, it took some days, like, you bitch, still. Yeah. Sorry. And I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't <laughs> even say, like, oh, applaud him for, you know, being a human, because it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah but you, you know but, but, thing, but the thing that I'm saying is, so many people don't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like a lot of people don't want to face that. Niggas is out here. You know what I mean. Niggas is out here done fucked up shit, and they still running from it and hiding from it, even within themselves. They don't really give a like. Some people really don't give a fuck. Right, that's right. He gave a fuck. So my like, if you really give, what was you doing on the freeway? What was you doing? Like really, what was you doing? And you know, when I saw that, the 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 first thing that kind of popped in my head was somebody probably sat down with him. Because he probably didn't give a fuck enough to turn himself in. He probably was like, I'm just left to live with this shit because I'm not going to jail. And he probably ended up get caught, He probably ended up telling somebody and they was like, you gotta go. go do your shit, bro. Go do what you got to do. And he probably was like, all right. Because when he went, walked in you there, said it was he like, had a kid? I don't know if he had a kid, but I know he was. He walked in there with a woman. He walked in there with some dudes. Like You could tell he got people that love him. So that's what made me think Like somebody probably Got into his head Like you know Go do what you gotta do Huh Maybe Cause like he's saying He had like You know he had his people with him So maybe they all Like had this Thing where they're just like Yo you have to Do the upstanding thing You know 
the right thing as a as a man. Hold each other accountable, dog. Yeah, yeah. you had to swallow that pill. Yes, sir. You you did the crime. That's, you know what I'm saying? Man, that's just horrible, dog. Like, ah. And, and man, like, thinking about my mama who has anxiety, like, I understand, like, why she would be sitting there watching the news and then when I asked to go somewhere, she tripping. Right. Yeah. Like, you, what? No, you know what I'm saying? Or trying to do stuff to keep me in. You're like, what the hell is going on? But it's, you know, her mind can't comprehend like this shit. When she sees shit like that, she automatically thinking like, nigga, this is 90% possible when you step outside. Yeah. And And I think that's the fucked up part because it could could be from somebody that look like you or somebody who don't give a fuck about you on both sides, whether it be white, you know, whatever. He could be whatever color. Yeah. And it could still happen. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, that's why it's like a fine line to walk when it comes to parenting, when it's like that overprotective shit. And I understand it because, you know, adults have seen shit that the kids can't even understand. So you'd be like, why is my mama like this? Why she won't let me do nothing? Why she always on my back? But then it's like she done, she been alive for 40, 50 years. Already. So she done grew up with people that she done seen pass away. She exactly. done heard stories about people in her hood. Or they got brothers and sisters that's been through some shit. Or they been through some shit. Yeah. And that's, you know, so that's why I don't really be, like, I understand why you be overprotective of your kids. And I've been trying to, you know, I'm new, I'm a new parent. I don't have no teenagers or nothing. But it's like, I have to get myself ready for the type of parent that I'm going to be right now. And I'm like trying to make sure that I don't project my fears onto my kids and debilitate them or stop them from living their lives because of that. Yeah. So you kind of have to like pick and choose your battles, I guess I'm trying to say. I didn't even say like, that's just something, you know, you have to probably think about early on. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like even myself, I don't have any kids. I don't plan to have any kids in my 20s, maybe like (laughs) until somewhere in my 30s. Maybe I don't even know. You know, I can't, see the future but it's just like still at that moment i just look at like how i grew up and just like think well you know damn i don't want to be you know that dad who's just like oh you know don't do this be careful when you do this don't move too fast don't pull your hood on don't put your hands in your pockets around you know <laughs> man like, it's, it's it's yeah that's it, that seems tough and it's like my mama did uh, you know, instilling me like, yo, you it's it's a part. You gotta look. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you yeah. out here, like just carry yourself a certain way, Joseph. And I'd be like, All right, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm thinking like I you know, I ain't I'm not doing anything, so they not gonna target me, mama, you know. But mm-hmm. but it's anybody. It's about representation. Yeah. So but yeah, it's like telling motherfucker can't keep his hands in his pockets, you you know what I'm saying? It's I'm just saying, like you know that's yeah. like, well damn, like, why dad? Damn, but it's what just can like I do. Yeah, right. and then it's just like you and know that, that goes back to the Trayvon Martin and the hood thing. Mm-hmm. That raised a big conversation about what you're wearing and what it means, what it means that you deserve. And we all know that it doesn't mean that you deserve to die. Exactly. But the thing is, there's a game in this. We we're in a game, and we have to play that shit. So a lot of times, you know, you have to be careful how you look because of how others might perceive it. Even though you may be innocent as a lamb. But mm-hmm. motherfuckers might not see it that way. Like I've seen over the last few years, I've seen white people be afraid of dudes that I look at and be like, but that ain't no wolf. Yeah. We know what the wolves look like. Right. 
And you scared of the wrong black person. You just scared of him because his skin brown and he's wearing a fucking a hat or some yeah, glasses yeah. or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's not the wolf. And we know what the wolves look like and act like and sound like. like this is true. You know what I'm saying? But they have no idea because they don't know this environment. So they just generally afraid of us all. It's about skin color with it's, them. You're right. Exactly. So that shit is. Go ahead. Uh, I would even say another thing about parenting that. I also didn't think about until now. And I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a product of that, but I've experienced that is, and like, you know, a lot of kids that I grew up with can say the same thing, but it's like, shit, like even not having a certain parent figure there. So you don't get the other half of the game. Mm. It's like, you don't know. Like I didn't grow up with a father figure. And I mean, like, you know, I have a stepdad, but like it was at a weird time in my life where I didn't even view him as, as my stepdad for a minute. Like I still like I still call him Derek. Like I don't call him dad. Yeah. The only time I do say dad is when I'm talking to, you know, my stepbrothers who yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, call dad, blah blah blah. And I'm right. you know, cause You're not trying to make it weird for them. Yeah, and right, it's like, right, you know, right. yes, yeah, that cause that's their dad. Like that's their, you know, role model. And it's just like, you know, at this point, I've always kind of been like this, you know, looking for one. But then at a certain point I was just like, Well, damn, now I gotta run through this, you know, maze by myself and just like, you know, pick up the game where I can find it. Yeah. Like, you know, like I've even like picked up shit from you or like picked up shit from like, you know, people. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just like, you know, people who, you know, I just look at it like I look at art. Like I get inspired from so much shit that it's Mm -hmm. just like I can culminate myself however I want. Yeah. Through the projections of others. You know, because I grew up without a daddy too. So it was like, yeah, it would be times where I would like, you know, I tell Jerry, I used, we used to talk about it. Like I could tell like certain, certain, you know, times that I, whenever I would talk with Jerry, like just the way he would think or the way he would, you know, probably approach the situation and stuff. Like I could tell, like he had that pedigree of a father and still, you know what I'm saying? And I think that what my mama did was that, you know, I had an older brother, you know what I'm saying? Who was there for me. He was there all the time. He was a good example for me to look at, you know what I'm saying? So I had a good example of an older brother. Uh, and then like his friends, like they were good people. Sumo, Brian, like I love them. Like they're my brothers. I love them. Like they were there to talk to me and you know what I'm saying? Try to give me game, you know what I'm saying? And just try to keep my head on straight. But yeah, you know, I did that too. Like when I would meet my friends and shit, you know, kick the shit. It's just, you, you watch them, you pick up certain shit, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you try to put that image of a, a man together. You right. Know what I'm saying mm-hmm. right. the other the other people you meet in your life. So it is it's 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 hard to deal with, but you know, you just gotta roll with it. You just gotta go. And I think that makes the most uh interesting people. Um I don't think a lot of people will say this or maybe people don't even realize it, but the fact that you didn't have just one person to pull from. And you sort of had to stitch together this experience for yourself from Mm -hmm. several different people probably makes you a more interesting person because you have the qualities of a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And you see things from a lot of different, you know, directions. Not to say that I was at a disservice because I only had my father in the house and shit, but I'm just saying... You know, it probably gives you some perspective that I don't have. Just like I said last episode, it gives you uh, just this way of looking at shit that maybe I don't see. Right. 
right. Uh, yeah. You know, and well, however you get it is how you get it, man. But it's just how you use it is what's important. And it takes a smart motherfucker to be like, okay, well, I don't have X, Y, and Z, but I'm going to focus on what's important and try to instill that into myself because mm-hmm. a lot of people cannot do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they just grew up weak or they grew up lost because they weren't given certain opportunities and shit. But what y'all both just essentially said was y'all just took what was what was provided to you and just and used that shit. Exactly. So that's, that's great. you can do it at the end of the day. Yeah. It's pretty dark in this room. Let's turn some music on. <laughs> Let's reset. Happy. <laughs> Even if it's in minor key, keys. Fuck a I pick up like Kodak every now and again, but then it's just like, I don't know. Not really. I, there's not a lot of Florida artists that Grab catch you. my attention. Like, I wouldn't even say X. What about Ross? What about Gunplay? Mm, not a fan of Gunplay. What about... What happened to Fat Trail, bro? Yeah, I don't know. Wait. No, nah, he didn't die. Somebody died, did die, though. Or they got killed. You talking about... It was Fat Trail. B or Dope... Talking about the dude that was signed to uh, T.I.? I think so, yeah. With the yeah. eye patch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know But Fat Trail was signed to Ross wasn't he Yeah And then he Where the fuck he go Ross's Rocky whole, Fresh Ross whole label Kind of fell apart Apparently None of his acts Really popped Except Meek and Wale And then they oh, had The me. falling out Wale was pissed at him Wale had, had That little small beef With Meek And then mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know What happened In that whole thing Yeah Cause I was just thinking About Rocky Fresh The other day Cause I think Rocky Just put out some music The other day Probably last week and I'm like, what the fuck happened to his MMG shit? He probably not even on there anymore. But you know how shit go. Um, yeah. Uh, it was something I was about to ask you, bro. Artists low key be investments that don't work out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how it go. <laughs> Are we gonna be get to hear some of your music today, nigga? You said uh, you were. No pressure. Oh no. Pressure. No pressure, but if you you know feel like you sit in like the my, studio, like, and you want to play some music. <laughs> <laughs> I guess y'all want to hear some. Uh, I want to hear some ways. shit. Even though you ain't got, you said you want to push the album back. How many songs supposed to be on the album? I was gonna do a good six. I was, I'm jump jumping between six and eight. What's the name of the album? Uh, I don't know what it is, but just tell the people. Oh yeah, that's what I meant because you called it sunflower. So sunflower is actually what I want to drop it under, like imprint wise. Mm. But um, it's called Sunny Side EP. So I guess I don't know what the fuck it's called. Okay. Yeah, that's part oh, wait, of my, I think I uh, saw my mystique. Yeah. I th- Sunny Side EP. Sunny Side EP. Okay. Yeah. Makes more sense because it is six songs. Um, What is the purpose of the album? Did you go into it with a concept? Did you go into it with a goal? Sonically, what were you trying to get people to hear? A uh, bunch of different things. Uh, One, Detroit is not just uh, courts and... Uh, leads and laser sounds in the background, <laughs> but uh, and I fuck with that stuff. But you know, it's more to it. And then I also, we're also just not sad boys singing over 
trap beats. Uh, mm-hmm. No disrespect to all the little Royal Oak kids out there. Hmm. But um, just sonically, I wanted to just make something that obviously is missing in this music scene. And like me, um, and what I try to tell people a lot is just like, you have to do your research. Like I fuck with Young Rock. Uh, Boy. Rock is amazing. He said he would come up here, man. You I might have to be Rock. here for that then. I would I would love to. That nigga music is incredible. I haven't heard a bad song yet. Yeah, and it uh it doesn't sound like your average Detroit music, no, and that's why I fuck with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh Chav, Travis Chandler, amazing. Did you hear One Winged Angel? Yes. I have not heard it yet. The project, dope. Super dope. There's there mm, Dark Skin Jermaine was hard. Dark Skin Jermaine was hard. Nigga, that's hard low there. key like a classic. Yeah. Dark Skin Jermaine was hard. Um but yeah, it's like, you know, there's so much slept on Detroit talent. Shit, even uh old girl who's on Sada Baby's new project. Uh who? She she's a singer and I forget her name. Uh and she was on uh I think it's called Bonnie and Bly. Mm. She's a singer. Super good. Super Ashley. dope. Ashley Ashley Surreal, Sorrell, something like that. Oh, I'm not even here. Yeah, Ashley Sorrell. She's she's dope, um, but there's so much music out, and then uh, yeah, I just wanted it to be something different and then something fresh. Uh, I also wanted it to just be like a stepping stone, like me stepping back in, because I haven't released a project since I was in high school, tenth mm-hmm. grade, and I've been like on this musical up and down hiatus mm-hmm. where it's like I'll release a single, maybe a year or two, and then I'll. Go on this hiatus. Yeah, I wasn't even hip. What's up with the, the hiatus? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I hate hi. Hi, 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 But um, the hiatus was just more so. Um, I'm still learning high key. Like I'm still learning all this shit. Uh, you know, even before I like got back in contact with you and we started communicating more, it's just like I've just been. Fucking, I got a legal version of Logic. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I started messing around with it because I was just like, you know, production, I've tried my hand at it a couple of times. I don't understand FL, so Logic might be the next best thing. And then well, I You don't st- understand FL. It's the easiest shit in the world. I see, and a lot of people say that. I think Logic's way easier. No, nah, fam. Really? How would Logic be easier? No, nah, Logic is like, I remember the first time I saw Logic, it was, I didn't really know so much about Dawes yet. And I was like, what the fuck is this? That's how I felt with FL. Nah, bro. FL is like, FL is easy it's just click and drag. And see, I, maybe that's just me. Maybe I don't know how to work it. Maybe I haven't played around with it a lot. But that's how I felt with FL. Um, and so I picked up Logic and I started making beats. I started, uh, learning like Dilla techniques, chopping up samples. You and that's, you a left brain type nigga then if you, if you thought Logic was easier than FL, I'm gonna tell you like this though. I think Logic is the best doll really? for beats. I haven't used anything that feels that good. It was like, once you get past the learning curve, like that bitch is powerful. You know what I'm saying? I haven't used Ableton, so I can't really judge Ableton. I've heard Ableton pop. Yeah. Logic is... Because I remember it was like this thing where I was hitting producers up in the early 2010s. Like, what you use, what you use, what you use. And everybody was saying Logic. 
So I'm like, it's some sort of magic trick to this shit. Like, niggas is just making nothing but hits on Logic. And then I'll try Logic, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, I think it's also because uh, uh, I got my... My first laptop was this, like, old rickety MacBook that my auntie gave me. Uh-huh. Um, and so it had GarageBand on it. Yeah. And GarageBand Which and is Logic... Like- logic for poor people or some shit I yeah mean. it's just like diet logic really <laughs> right and so you know i started playing around with that and so when i understood that it easily translated over into logic right and so i think that was probably why it was easier to pick it up but um yeah like i started making beats on logic chopping samples just getting around learning how to you know move and feel like that and then like um as far as the musical hiatus uh i was just doing my my you know homework basically uh honing my voice like really you're an absorber yeah it's like you know uh shit i was telling my girl the other day where i was just like i put on like a fucking kendrick lamar song and i was just like damn this shit's amazing listen to this cadence listen to this flow listen to this she was like the fuck are you talking about it's a song (laughs) and i was just like no but yeah and i was just like this is how i this is how i study you listen to music this is how i do my homework like i listen to you know how does he get out of this pocket? How does he get into the pocket? Exactly. Kendrick, man, oh lord! And then like it was specifically a uh, fucking Duckworth on damn yeah that shit boy man Super. that was the and shit. then Ninth like, Wonder killed that whole track nigga. And then the fuck the part that was just like fucking mind blowing to me was like the story he was telling that whole time where he was like damn fucking Top Dog could have you know off my dad yeah and mm-hmm. I would have never had this this you know i would have never had any of this kendrick but is, he didn't uh, but see that's what i feel like kendrick did he's like you he sat down and he was really observing and he just came in the game because he was dropping so many flows like especially with those uh you know the overly dedicated like um section 80 uh man you know, the Kendrick Lamar EP. Yeah, this guy's a fucking animal, man, but I feel you on that, though. And then also that nobody be rapping, and that that kind of gets to me. Specific, strictly speaking, Detroit, because, like, I also study a lot of Chicago niggas. So I fuck with Smino, I fuck with No Name, mm-hmm. Saba, yeah. and I've been, like, you know, looking at them and uh, shit. I even bought uh, his uh, Saba's producer, Day Day. He dropped the drum kit. I like went out and bought it. Shout out to drum was brokers. It drum, was it drum brokers? Probably so. I don't know. Was the drum kit dope? Drum kit's hard. Good as fuck. And then like the way it's organized too, it's like it breaks down. This is what I used on this song. This is what I used on this song. So it's yeah. just like, you know, I got to getting to play around with all that different shit. And then like I've had my homies send me drum kits and just like sounds. And then like, um, Shit, I have my my friend, uh, his name is Daniel. He uh he actually goes to school for like engineering. And so like I would just ask him for tips and like be like, hey, what did you learn in class today? Like pass that shit on to me. Mm-hmm. And then like uh in turn I would help him, you know, with his like craft because he also wants to, you know, do music. Yeah. But he's in that slump that I had where it's just like he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know he has to find his voice and he has to get into his groove and he has it. It's just, he's having that trouble. And so it's like, I'm just like, you scratch my back. I scratch yours. Right. right. And then also that's just my man. So I like, 
we'll flip samples together. Like he'll send me a slamper uh, sample. Use what you got to get what you want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, just a bunch of shit. Ultimately, all that inspired this project where I was just like, you know what? Let me uh, do something. Also, one thing that kind of fucked me up. Um, I got contacted by an A&R. Mm. And like, it was through Instagram. Like he was like, best way to email you. And I was just like, all right, maybe this is some like weird porn page <laughs> you know you know you know like the weird spam porn pages like hey cutie yeah, i already know and so i was just like what i peeped and i was just like okay it's some dude all right sent him my email and he emails me he's like yo you did the aquarius joint right you know that's you i you know blah 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 and he was like he apparently like did his homework he was like yo that shit was dope uh you know, I listened to a bunch of other stuff, but I also heard that apparently uh, you fucked with, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's how you recorded it. And like, you know, he was telling me about it. And I was just like, damn, I have somebody looking at me and I haven't dropped a project since high school. Right. Since fucking 10th, 11th grade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been out of high school. I graduated 2016. I've been out of high school for three years now. And so it's just like that hit me. And I was just like, damn. This is not even my song. And I have this A&R. Like, Put you know, he's interested. Out there, man. You never know who fucking, who, who listening. Exactly. And so I was just like, well, damn, now I have to, this is, I felt like it was a sign. Like, it was like. Got a little pressure. Not even, pre- like, not even terrible pressure. It was like that good stress. Like, damn, just, I now I got to fucking work. Like, I need to work. Right? Yeah, now I have to, like, buckle the fuck down. And, like, even, like, you know, I work. I have a job, so I work like retail, but working there, it's like we get people who come in. So like I've talked to Shifi. um, I've talked, I've actually met Young Rock through that job Mm -hmm. because like uh, a girl that he fucks with, like he fucks with her brand, uh, Addictive. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Addictive brand, but I know he wears a lot of her stuff in his music videos. Um, She like had a pop up and she brought him in and like I like talked to him and we chopped it up for a minute. And so it's just like, you know, like stuff like that. It's just like, it all feels like I have these, these connections and this ability. It's just you like, I have to execute. I wanted to get into that. Your ties to the art district, because I always thought that was a good place to be. It was something that, I don't know. I was always interested everywhere that you pretty much worked and all the shit that you frequent was the places that I was too. But I never worked there. Like, I was always at the DI, I was always at MoCat, I was always at whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying, whether it be, um, uh, what's the name of the shoe store over there on Woodward? Uh, Bob's. Bob's, whether it was, I used to go there all the time, uh, you know, you know, just that scene, like, how mm-hmm. did you end up getting into all that shit? Um, living there. Uh, right. I grew up in that area. That's right. I grew up in it before it was all white, to be frank. Hey. I grew up when it was like, I grew up in there when it was Cass Corridor, and um. Mm-hmm. I lived in this little this little apartment with my mom and my sister, and then my uh, my grandparents lived across, like literally across the street. So like my grandfather, you've met my granddad, haven't you? Yeah. Felix. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he does poetry, and then my grandmother, she's they a singer. lived over there, mm-hmm, right across the street. I didn't know that. Uh, um, and so like they would move and shake around the neighborhood, and everybody knew them, and so I just kind of it was easy for me to adapt. It was like, I grew up in that 
you know, area to where it was just like, oh, this is where it's, this is where I want to be. Right. And like even, um, you know, due to some family stuff, we moved from there and my mom didn't want to move too far because she just likes that yeah, area. area. So we moved like maybe a couple of blocks, not too far over by like Trumbull. And that wasn't too far. And then I live like right outside of Woodbridge, which is like another creative community. Right. right. And so it's just like even frequenting around there. I met like one of my my best friends over there and she like models and she also uh like one of her boyfriends is like a rapper and like producer and he uh works with like Sam Austin. And so like it's all this small, tight knit stuff that I wasn't even paying attention to at the time. And so just growing up there. And I mean, we still technically live in that area mm-hmm. to now. Like I can walk you to every single like place I've lived in from where I live now. Midtown. I stayed over there for a minute uh, on uh, Alexandria. Shout out mm-hmm. to Midtown. But yeah, it was a lot of creative stuff going on. Uh, I did. I did used to hit up Bob's classic, mm-hmm. classic kicks around that time too. Yeah. When I got out here and I started moving when I was in probably like my early 20s. I started uh, over there, man, because that's where all this, the fun shit was happening. Uh, Red Bull House of Art, I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Um, I went in there, that's where I met Sheefy, seen some of his art. Uh, I met that nigga, actually, no, no, I met Sheefy before that. I actually met him in Bob's Classic Kicks when he was hosting the air up there every month. And I performed at the air up there, and this was before he was painting or before he was known for painting least. And I was, you know, I was meeting everybody every week. I was having a lot of fun back then, uh, you know, going to concerts or whatever the fuck over there in uh, St. Andrews and shit, even though that's not Midtown, but, you know. It's damn near the same. Yeah, it's damn near connected to it. So I was always somewhere on Woodward, dog, just having fun. Uh, A lot of creative shit, like you said. Yeah. The graffiti in uh, Eastern Market, fam. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, over there on the train tracks and shit, the Dequinder Cut and all that. Like, it's just a lot of shit going on down there. And this was before it was white, like you said. We need to talk about that shit, too. Nigga, I went to uh, uh, Bucharest <laughs> on Michigan Ave, the other Bucharest. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, fam? Mm-hmm. They done toured down the Tiger Stadium and threw up some motherfucking condos. Yep. Bro, That's what are y'all doing down there here? Too. <laughs> Imagine how much they gonna charge for them joints. Man, them bitches gonna be uh two thousand twenty five hundred a month. A lot of a lot of the rent like down there, like if you just fucking Google Midtown Apartments, it's like a thousand up. Exactly, Man. yeah. Because I was looking at lofts over there. The lofts are like you can't even rent them bitches. You have to buy them, and they're like two two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars for 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 nothing but twelve hundred square feet. Come yep. on, man. Fuck out of here. What are y'all doing here? On. It's a fake project going on in Detroit, man. That's what's going to like. It's the culture. It's, it's like shell companies, man. It's like motherfuckers don't really know if they want to bring their business here, but they building up a lot of properties and they're just charging a high for them because it's going off the strength that, oh, Detroit can be something. Detroit's coming back. It's like, what's, what's really fucking here? Ain't shit downtown. Nike town, that shit trash. <laughs> Y'all been in there? No, I haven't. The Under Armour? Mm-hmm. I've been in a Nike store. It is trash. I haven't been in there. I heard it was trash, though, from other Sorry. people. From it's not even, it's not even like a real Nike store. It's an outlet. Moose Jaw. <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell? The only thing on? I really like my downtown for is the food. Um, shout out to fuck no, I have to say y'all niggas name. Fuck y'all niggas. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lot of good food downtown. It's a lot of good food all over this bitch. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
yeah man uh y'all niggas is kind of reckless out here in detroit like y'all moving into neighborhoods where niggas would get killed before but yeah. it's all good that's how i go i guess uh, i don't know i mean and it's like the funny thing about it is like um like i said i work down there so like it's hilarious to just see the environment and see how like people interact and then like uh, I talked to like I think I've talked to like my mom about it and like my my girl about it. How like code switching is hilarious, fucking funny, funny what is shit. It? When I code switch, because I work at, I work retail, mm-hmm. so like I code switch all the fucking. What time. does that mean? Like so, white person comes in and white lady comes in. My prompt is to be like, "Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the store. Let me know if you have any questions." Blah 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 blah. And they're just like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then like. There's actually, there's this nigga that come in all the time. His name L. As soon as I see L, I'm like, oh shit, what up, nigga? <laughs> and he was like, shit, chilling with you. And I'm just like, shit, chilling. Yeah, I'm just trying to cool. And he's like, all right, bet. Hey, I'm about to go uh, go back here. Boss man here. And I'm just like, nah, bro. And he's like, all right, cool. And then the white lady's just like, um, can I try this on? I'm like, oh yeah, sure, go ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> and so it's just like, just that is oh, like, sweet. it's hilarious Y'all to me. Y'all niggas better get used to doing that. It's fucking that. hilarious to me because it's just like, I love that and then like just the, watching their face just like just like like oh he a nigga nigga yeah <laughs> right damn like oh he i've been hoodwinked right you thought you thought i was cool because uh you thought it was safe and shit because i put on a little uh little, my, light, my light little voice. twang on my voice and shit. <laughs> twang. <laughs> i threw a little mayonnaise on like nah fam yeah. you don't get it fucked up yeah man you gotta be able to adapt but, that's um, right yeah no it's hilarious and i mean uh yeah no i mean it's exactly what you think it'd be. It's a bunch of weird white folk that live down there, and then they um, they all got dogs, hippies. Nah, I wouldn't say that. They ride bikes and shit. They're just mm-hmm. white people with too much time on their hands, and they wear and glasses money. that flip the shades flip up. Yeah, <laughs> you're not real. wrong for real, bro. I went to uh, bikes and shades. I went to and this, dogs. This nameless restaurant on Michigan Ave and whatever. I think it's like uh, Michigan Ave and like Thirteenth or some shit. Um. And I'm like, where the fuck am I at? <laughs> like, is this the 50s? Why is everybody dressed like this? Very hippie. I don't know. If, can you call it hippie? Because hippie is more say like, hippie. like fro and smoke weed. I think it. Was, I think it's like rich white beach, people. Yeah, beach 80s. <laughs> beach right. 80s. Like, like Los Angeles 80s. Right, right, right. It's just making it to Detroit and shit. Y'all niggas wearing mm-hmm. tweed jackets and shit. <laughs> <laughs> But one good thing is a lot of good food is popping up, man. That's all I care about. I will say that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, y'all can get the fuck out of here. Man, I don't even know, dog. Yeah, and then say there's a lot of good food. There's a lot of restaurants popping up. Yeah, the motherfuckers good. (laughs) The best fucking Royale with cheese was disgusting. Really? Oh, I haven't been. But I've only been once, so I can't. I don't have I a. Only went once too. I heard like, I'm never going was, back. I heard Wahlburger was ass. You know, I used to fuck with Wahlburger. You know it's <laughs> ass. Yeah, I used to fuck and with Wahlburger. And I think it may just be me. I can literally never keep it down. Ali Taco. I never been there. I oh, wouldn't that's suggest trash. it. Yeah, I, hot taco is trash too. Um, I don't know why niggas swear by them. Sometimes them uh, them burritos be hitting. I ain't never had Ali Taco. Ali Taco gives you these huge like huge ass burritos, but. I literally can never finish one. Listen, not I'm never going anywhere else for Mexican food if it's not Southwest. 
Southwest is your best bet. Thank Nigga. You. I never you. understood. I'm I'm like, why do I like <laughs> Mexican food so much? But I've never li- I've literally never been to Southwest to eat Mexican food. Cause you ain't been eating Mexican food, motherfucker. You've been eating Taco Bell. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I go to Hot Taco. Or I go. Um, it's this. It's a good restaurant I go to named Los Tres Amigos, and they in Farmington and shit. But when I'm in the city, I'm like, where do I get good Mexican food from? Southwest. Why the fuck would I never think to go to Southwest? Man, I don't know. <laughs> but They're not Zoshimikos. No, fuck that. Uh, fuck that. I, oh yeah, that's another place I used to go to. I used to go to Mexican Village, but they are okay. This nigga took me to Mi Pueblo. And then Harden, shout out to Harden, um, he took me to, they don't even have a name as far as I know. Like, this is a fucking taco truck built into a flea market. Bro, you're talking about. uh, It's on Central. uh, Central. It's on Central north of Michigan Ave. So it's like between 94 and Michigan Ave. I want to say I know what you're talking about. And it's a taco truck. It's like built into a flea market. You can either stand at the truck and order here, or you can go inside and order. I don't think they have a name, my nigga. <laughs> you talking about Tanker Arrow? No, you're not talking about El Ray. Um, No, I don't think so. But it's so much, nigga. I, I, I went on Google Maps and was like, Mexican food. In Southwest, search that area of the map, and literally like forty things pop up. Yeah, and I'm like, bruh, and they all look good though. But this place, I'm talking about, I don't even think they have a name, but it's literally the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. Yeah, um, I say that's probably like the best thing. It's like, there's so much shit that pops up that it's just like, I feel like it's hard to get tired of food. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much, <laughs> like it's hard to get tired of like you. You can't be like, oh man, I eat the same shit every day. It's like, well. You know, down the street, the restaurant just opened. So, what do you mean? Like, just yeah. right. You have oh, to like yeah, some flavors for you to try. Shout out to you know what? No, oh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know exactly what that was. We keep doing this. Man, look, motherfuckers. Like, all right, you go into a black restaurant or whatever, and it's like, all right, some spots depending on the location, you can already kind of expect, you know, a certain thing. This particular joint is on uh, Woodward, and like. I don't know, but Woodward, like by fucking where that bank at? PNC? Like across from the uh, yeah, like over there. Oh, like so that's uh, Hop that's it? Alexandria. Yeah, over in that area, and it's like so I'm in there, whatever. I'm at the uh the bar, you know, and it's like the playoffs. It's is this you know? Does this place have two stories? No. Okay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about there. Good. Oh, so, you know, then I'm like, I might know. I'm like, yeah, you probably know. I'm like, can I? Yeah, I got it on baseball, fam. Can I get the, the fucking playoffs? What's going on in here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just felt yeah. a little weird. Like, why are we not watching? We... Oh, you trying to please Steve. Because that's a dark monkey sport. Yeah. Dark monkeys. Dark monkeys. <laughs> for long knees. <laughs> dark ne- but yeah, but this, but this is black owned. This oh, is for black real? Owned. Oh. But when so I'm he's trying to at keep the that. Bar and I'm looking at other Damn, what's black owned? Wait. There. So, Alexandria. You talking about the white? What's that shit they call? The some ghost? No, nah. nah, not oh, the. Okay. Oh no, no, that's not white. That's I, not I black. I've never been there. I don't know. What you talking is. about gray ghost? Gray ghost. Yeah. Nah, I tried to get a job there. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't get it. <laughs> but <laughs> I do. I have met the owner. At least I think he's the only. He's a pretty nice dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an Asian guy. But um, no. If you're talking about Alexandria, that's like over by like Hopcat. And yeah, that's what I thought he was talking about. No, fuck that. That's huh? terrible. 
Man, I, I want. I need to go to DIA. I need my Midtown fix. I haven't been over there in a minute. Uh, I love Hotcat too. Say, check out Mocad. They just got a new uh, exhibit. Um, I want to say it's majority black artists. Uh, I know two of them. Uh, Tony Rave, he's one real dope artist, and then uh, another one, uh, Tiff Massey, real dope artist. Um, she. Uh, she actually worked alongside, or she doesn't work alongside him, but they I know they run in the same crew. But uh, the guy who I was telling you about, my uh, mentor, yeah. um, I worked under this artist, Tylon Sawyer, and um, he was at MoCAF for a minute. And then uh, he's an excellent painter. And uh, yeah, Tiff Massey, she does like, I know she does metal work, like metalsmithing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also does like installation pieces and fabric work, like fibers. She's a, she's something. You fuck with um, ah, what the fuck is his name? Is it Brantley? Uh, man, there's some artist I want to ask you about, but I can't remember his name. Bradley. The last time, the last time I went to mocap, they had some movie plan, and the movie was good as fuck. But I will never remember the name of it, and that makes me sad. Because I can't even look this shit up to find it again. Mm-hmm. I think I got pictures or something of it because this was over two years ago. You probably was working there. The yeah, time. I probably was. Um, but they were playing some movie. You know, they got this room in the back. Yeah, the, uh, the what did they tell us to call it? The V-Drome. They told us to call it that, and they told us to not call it that, and they told us to call it that again. Where was this at? MoCAD, the uh, Museum of Contemporary Arts, Detroit. It's that big warehouse on Woolworth. Yeah, and they Artemis. dope. Artemis. They dope. It's got mocap painted on the side of that bitch, don't it? It does. It did it at did. some point. Now it's just all black. Oh, okay. Because they have like a neon fixture on it now. Okay. What does the neon fixture say? Uh, everything. I think it says everything will be all right. I'm going to answer this call. Devin, what up? You on my podcast, bro. What's good? You say I'm on your podcast? Yes, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's good? Shout out, yeah. shout out to Cuzzo's black owned chicken and waffles place. <laughs> yeah. You try, you trying to get out the house before you catch a case? You know. You know. <laughs> hey, um, we record now. I don't know what time we'd be done, but it won't be for long. Uh. You just got to finish that one song? Yes, sir. Head this way. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, nigga answering the money phone and shit. That, you know that's that's right, the money phone Got to get these sessions, my nigga. But, um, yeah, shout out to my cousin, Dev. That's my cousin, actually. But he's finishing up an album, and he has one last, one last song to record. He just lost his grandfather. He's recording a song for yeah. his grandfather. And then his album is done. Well, after I mix that bitch, then it'll be out. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, man, I got to get back over to the uh, Midtown area. I haven't been over there to DIA. I used to go to the DIA like four times a year. I had a membership. Like, that's how much I go. Yeah. Um, they don't change their exhibits enough for me to really go all the time. Yeah, no. But it's just being in that motherfucker just feels so good. Yeah. Or the African-American Museum. They haven't changed their exhibits for 30 <laughs> motherfucking years. Yeah. but. <laughs> but you know, I just love being the over same there. Same shit we were seeing in Duffy. Yeah, for real, taking school field trips and that shit still <laughs> look the same. 
But uh, yeah, man, I haven't been to MoCAD. I've only been to MoCAD once. I went to MoCAD. Then it's like some tea shop kind of close to there that I went to in the basement of. It's like in the- Oh, uh, Socrates. Socrates, yep. Hell yeah, I went to Socrates. And um, yeah, man, that was a good day. I love Midtown. And it's so much, all like we just said, there's so much shit always going on over there. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about beat packs and drum drum broker. Uh, and I want to segue that into me low-key having an argument with Ill Mind on Instagram yesterday. He said, Bohemian Rhapsody is the greatest song of all time. Mm. Who said that? Ill Mind. Ill Mind. Um, he has some of the dopest drum kits I have ever personally used for all the producers listening to this shit. Um, or invested some Illmind kit. The Blap, the Blap kits. Them bitches slap all mm. 10 of them. I, I think Blah. it's 10. Might be more than that now. Blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said Bohemian Rhapsody, which is Queen, correct? Mm-hmm. Is the greatest song of all time. And I was like. Why he say that? I don't know. You think that's true? I guess because he was he probably I think it's some fr- sort of Freddie Mercury movie that just came out. He yeah. probably was watching that shit and got in his feelings. So it made me wonder. Like I was like, no. Nah, if I was to say the greatest song of all time, I would say "Crime of the Century" or I would say, what did I say? "Don't Fear the Reaper." Me personally, but those are songs most people that I, where I'm from don't even really know about. I don't know what that is. "Don't Fear the Reaper" is a uh, Blue Oyster Cult and they cold as fuck. Um, Crime of the Century is the song that Breathe was sampled. You know, Fabulous and Just Blaze. That real song, the actual song, is so fucking cold. Um, the part that Just Blaze sampled was the breakdown at the end, and it's like some of the most amazing music I ever heard in my life. Um, nah, man, I don't know how you can just say one song is the greatest song of all time. Right, you got to pull different elements. I don't know about. Bohemian Rhapsody being up there, man. It's, it's a cool. Bohemian Rhapsody is cold, but yeah, it, it's a cool. It's it, but that's nah. That's just not in my mental roller. That's when I think of one of the greatest. Songs. Like, what do you think of? I said it depends Billie on Jean, exactly. I was Jean. like, I was like, it depends on where you're from and what you've been exposed to to what you would say because. Ill mind tried to clown me like no, and then some nigga came, some DJ came and jumped on his team and was like, nobody knows the words to either of those songs, but every time they perform Bohemian Rhapsody, everyone sings it, and then Ill mind was like every time, and then he was like without failure, and I'm like, would y'all please Check get off each other's dicks? Uh, like yeah, every time you hear that song, you don't sing it. <laughs> I don't know the words of Bohemian Rhapsody. Nobody I think everybody words. just knows that they make noises. And it's like, <laughs> It's not oh, like a yeah. stage play yeah. on a record. A little bit. But, yeah, yeah, we're not going to hate on it. I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> think. Yeah, but. Yeah. Nigga. Nigga. Duh. Motherfucker had layered that bitch like a hundred times. Dog, so many times. <laughs> I was listening to that record at work one night. Like, bro, what the fuck was they in the studio doing? It's so much shit in there. But anyway. Nigga just going epic. Niggas just got access to big ass record label studio. Like, man, fuck it. Bring a choir. We just going to fuck it. Right. <laughs> but I said the same thing. I'm like, a lot of people will either say Billy. Like, I was sitting there thinking, like, what's the greatest song? And Billy Jean just start playing in my head. I swear to God. Yeah. I'm like, that motherfucker slap. Everything about it. <laughs> but then I'm like, a lot of people might say, 
So I was thinking maybe he's trying to think in like in the vein of like big records. So I was like, maybe Thriller. Maybe people would say Thriller. But like, I don't think people thought Thriller was a better song than Billy Jean. Probably his big his best song to me, or some. Uh, I don't know. I like. Thriller I think too, it. But. I think it's hard to say what's the the best song of all time. Yeah, of like course, it, of course. I think it all depends even on what was going on in that time. I think there's so much other shit you have to account for, like what was happening in that time. Why was the yeah. song made? Yeah. What like. I feel like at that, like, what was the impact of the song? Like, so I we think, gonna go on impact. Guess what the greatest song of all time probably is. Ba da ba ba ba. And guess who wrote that shit? Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, Pusha T, T, my nigga. So fuck what y'all niggas bow, is talking bow, bow, about. Pusha T, black culture. But then it's just like it's hard. It's hard to even go like, oh, this song is the greatest song of all time. I mean, there's so much, there's so much music for one. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I feel like we as a people, like, shit, I would even say as a black people, that's, that answer is going to be real different because mm-hmm. you might have some, like you just said, Billie Jean, you might have some people say James Brown. You might have some people say fucking Otis Redding. You might have some people say, uh, Change you gonna come. You might have some people saying fucking, uh, Fela Kuti. You're gonna have some people saying Jimi Fam, Hendrix. Exactly. And so it's just like, you know, all of them great musicians in their respect or shit, even like Miles Davis and, you know, like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie Wonder is like or shit, even the uh, fucking what's the Michael Jackson song where it wasn't just Michael Jackson, but it was like We Are the World. Yeah, it's like that could be seen as like literally the greatest song of all time because it was like a culmination. It was of people. Literally like 40 people on that record or something. Yeah, like. <laughs> but but anyway, so like what do you think of? Cause when I like I said I started sitting there thinking and Billy Jean just started playing in my head. Like, I, and I'm like yeah. I can't argue with that. Like, well, like I even said, like my my upbringing was not the traditional one. So I mean, it was in my head. It was either Who did you like grow up a, on this, my back. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say Jimi Hendrix uh, specifically. Um, All along the Watchtower. Yep. Oh my God. I'm not hip to Jimmy's collection. Oh my god, that song is amazing. That's the uh, that's the Hulk Hogan intro, is it? No, 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 no. That, no that's the wrong song. That is, but, that is Jimmy Hendrix. That's Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah. All along the Watchtower is a different song, but that it's is a, an incredible song. It's a good. good Jimmy was a bad Jimmy's boy. Song. Yes, he was. Um, that was Rick James. Yes, he was. <laughs> but it's just like you know, it's hard to pinpoint. I would say Jimmy or uh, shit, even um. I feel like James Brown definitely had like some huge weight to his name. I would even say like uh shit like uh it's Man, a man's that nigga world. Jimi Hendrix said I was standing next to a mountain and I chopped it down with the edge of my hat. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Writers, why the fuck do y'all say the things that y'all say? That line is just so cold to me. He was high as hell. <laughs> he was high. He was high as hell. Like, nigga was, was trying to figure was out. Like, I'm so high. Like, I'm looking at the top of the mountain when I look over. You see what I'm like? You can't. <laughs> and I'm chopped that bitch. I would also say that's a great song because it's just like, for what Jimi Hendrix stood for at that time, and then, like, how he became who he was. It's like, he was some, like, just black dude and, like, playing, you know, background 
you know, guitar for, you know, bands that probably didn't even pop. Then he was like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, and then it's not even, like, also the fact that he didn't even get popped in America. He went to the UK. See, I didn't know that until you told me today. Yeah, he went to the UK, got popping, and he came back. So he had that leverage of, like, Beatlemania. It was like, that's when the Beatles were hot. And then they were doing, the like, British Sgt. Invasion. Pepper covers. Yeah. And then, like, um, he came back to America, and then he was a fucking sensation. And then also, he couldn't read sheet music. That's crazy. He couldn't read sheet music, so he was literally just playing what he felt. He was just like, all right, this is how I want this to sound. Uh, and then, like, just for him to be who he was and the staple, he, like, he carried a very negative connotation I think for a lot of people because of the some of the things he would do like he a lot of people say he was a shitty person when he got into drugs or alcohol and like you know he carried himself terribly can't really blame him for that can you yeah but it's just <laughs> like you know it's just like with that being said he was also a real mentally aware guy like yeah. he even I know there was a point in time where he was in the UK and then like a black activist there pulled him and was just like, yo, we need you to make a song for black people. You need to play for black people. Why don't you? And he was like, man, I play, I make music. Mm. And like, he was just like, if you, you know, I don't make music with a skin tone, which like a lot of people were, it sat real nasty with a lot of people. They're just like, uh, he, like, he's not for, you people know, black call people. call him all like, lives matter today, but yeah, exactly. I understand what he's saying though. But like, Cause he was just like a very outward like thinker. Like he was a little bit ahead of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't, he just cared about that guitar and playing that music. Hey, shout out to Richie Rich who uh, also worked at Electric Lady. I think, um, I don't want to misquote your career, but um, he told me that Jimi Hendrix tuned his guitar to a specific frequency that spoke to the human body. Frequencies frequencies vibrate you know frequency uh higher frequency is going to vibrate a little faster than a lower frequency would mm -hmm. he tuned his guitar to something like 44 or 43 something or something but typically our music is all at 44 one um when you master your album is 16 bits and he, four he toned it to uh, tuned it to 432 kilohertz something like that so it was something different and we have it all like all of our music now is all mastered at 16 bits Four forty four point one kilohertz, uh, and that is the standard. But Jimi Hendrix tuned his guitar to something different. Richie Rich was Richie Rich was telling me, which is a producer um, out in Ann Arbor and shit. He's not from here. He's actually from New York. But he was telling me uh, that story, and I'm like, wow, like that's some LSD shit for your ass. Mm -hmm. Like he tuned it to a frequency that is more it resonates better with the human body and mind or some shit. Yeah, I saw a test on uh, YouTube with the sound vibration. They put like some dust on a, uh, on a, like a, a surface or whatever. And they play something in 432 kilohertz versus 528 kilohertz, I believe. And they was just showing like in the 420, 432 kilohertz model. You could see like when it was vibrating, it's like, it had a healthy look to it. Like, it's weird. Like, they were vibrating in, like, these these perfect, like, circles and shapes. And it's like the 500 and, like, whatever kilohertz it was, it was like, it just looked it cluttered. 
it was vibrating and like forming in like shapes, but it looked like it had like a clutter to it. Mm. So I'm like, that shit's really it's deep. real, fam. So yeah, that's no no wonder why he up here making this type of music and motherfuckers is just feeling this shit on another level. Like he I got knew. the melodies and the energy, which there was a. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to address the mask. I don't know if she has like a group or if it's just her, but um, or if she goes by him or whatever. That's another thing. But um, there's a person in Philadelphia who would come down here sometimes and they make music that same way where it's like they tune it in a certain frequency. So it's like, it sits with you better or it invokes a certain emotion. And like uh, they studied like that whole like thing. And like, that's how they make their music. And they're all about like high frequencies and like, you know, real. tuning like frequency tuning is real. And, so on my FL studio, I have it. I have a template set up on the master channel. I have a tuner, like a pitch, a pitch shifter. Um, made by Waves, all the, always on my project. Yeah. So when I start making a beat, I get to the beat. Say I get to a certain point, I'm like, I wonder how this shit would sound on a different pitch. And I learned this fucking with Fruity Loops because Fruity Loops has a a pitch a pitch knob at the top that you can lower or raise, mm. but it doesn't work for VST sometimes. So I started putting this shit on the master channel so that it grabs all the audio and shifts the pitch. Um, and I do that every time. And you would change, you would lower the pitch or maybe raise the pitch, and it completely changed the song. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a song on my album called Streetlights. It's it sounds like almost chopped and screwed because I recorded the song and I'm like, I just wonder what it would sound like if I lowered it. And I lowered it, and it just it just sounded better to me. Like, and that shit is real. Like, it, like you said, it invokes a different emotion and shit. Yeah. Like that's how I make my music. I'll make songs, I'll make a beat or whatever, make a melody and lower the pitch just to see what it feel like. And it's more so about feel than it is sound. Exactly. Right. That's the thing. Right. It's more so about feeling than it is about sound. I think the uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe if people pay more attention to that shit. But you know what? They were saying that I mean, that could be on some conspiracy shit, but they were saying that they, it was actually tuned, uh, like the radio was tuned to like 432 until exactly. like 60s or 50s or something, exactly. or 30s. It's somewhere around that time. Mm -hmm. And then they changed it. I was going to get into that. I'm glad you said it. So it's like, you know, it's some truth to it, dog. I was going to say shout out to the conspiracy theorists or whatever you want to call them, bit, but I heard the same thing. Like, that's why I said the standard now is 16 bits, 44.1 kilohertz, 44.1 kilohertz. I master people albums all the time. You you know, I record at 24 bits and 48 kilohertz, but Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, they're not taking your music unless it's 16 bits mm -hmm. and 24, I mean, 44.1 kilohertz yeah. sample rate. And Why? Why can't it be something else? Because they don't want you <laughs> listening and something come in at a different frequency. And, and doing, you, yeah, and you waking your ass up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for that real. It's very scary. Like I said, when I saw that, they even did the, uh, that same sound test. I was talking about the dust. They did it with like ice, like water. 
and they froze it and they were showing what the crystals looked like. Uh, like that shit is deep, dog. You can just see the stress on the ice crystals, dog. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's damn. real shit, man. What we living in today, motherfuckers don't know how deep this shit get with, you know what I'm saying, energy and, you know what I'm saying, it's it's real. I would love to sit down with somebody who, like, like Brother Polite or Sonetta or somebody. I heard he was scamming, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, who knows, but I'm just saying, like, those people who kind of. He kinda, do kick some deep shit, though. Yeah, d- d- he be knowing a lot of shit that a lot of people don't really think about. Um, um. And I just want to kind of see what people have to say about music and its effect on us. Uh, for anybody who's religious, we know what Lucifer's ability was before he was cast out of heaven. I don't want to get into all of that shit. Um, but you know what it was. You know what it is. You know what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know what else. Um, on that subject, where the fuck is my phone? Right oh, there. I dropped it. Right here. Appreciate that. Uh, um. Anything else you wanted to talk about, uh, Sir James or Sir uh, Joe? I had a few things. I wanted also wanted to ask you because I feel like I've, I'm pretty sure y'all have talked about this, but did y'all have uh, album of the year 2018 or no? Did we what? No, did y'all have did an album of the year 2018? Uh uh-uh. uh Nothing. Nothing stood out to you. Um, I think that would be the hardest decision to make because. <laughs> It literally was like 50 good albums dropped last year. It was a lot of music. I was not attached to one entire project from top to bottom. Uh, that, I, that, and not that the music was bad, but that just hasn't happened for me yeah. in a while. Um, but Pusha, um, Nicki, <laughs> if they I could say they probably had the best albums. It's probably one of them too, for me, because... Uh, I was out in Cali too, banging the uh, the nip. Man, come on, man. It's come on, dog. It's a different Shit feeling, dog. It's a different feeling, man. I landed in LA listening to uh, Ty Dolla Sign, the California record with him and Kendrick on the intro of his last album, I think. Or man, yeah. nigga put out so much music, I don't know what. But it's Ty Dolla Sign, dope as fuck. That nigga said he put like a million dollars into the string section on that album. Him and Kendrick killed the intro. I was landing at LAX when that record was playing in my headphones. And that shit made me want to have a seizure on the plane. <laughs> Bro, it's the greatest feeling ever, nigga. Yeah. But I love f- California, by the way, man. Yes. I love touching down and being able to just go and cop me some crud. E- easily the best place I've ever been on a vacation. Never Absolutely. been. Absolutely. Gotta I go. Need to go. If you like Midtown Detroit, I would like California. You will go to California and lose your motherfucking mind as far as creative scenes. I went to. There's nowhere you can go where you won't feel like I'm at home. You yeah. go to the Valley. You go wherever. You go to SoCal. You go to NorCal. You go wherever the fuck you want to go in California. Creative shit is going on. Uh, um, I don't know. For me, in like uh. I also have a group chat with my homies, and like they were saying, like a lot of the 2018 was trash. I don't think so. They said what? A lot of 2018 was trash, but they have some real strong opinions. No, I don't. Um, I can't roll with that. I think my top out. I have two top albums. I think uh, Smino's album was hard. I don't know if you, you uh, heard I Noir. I heard of him, but I, I haven't listened to Smino's album. It's hard. I haven't either. Production is amazing. Monte Booker is the producer for a majority of that uh, album, I believe. It's it fits him like mm-hmm. like 
I have heard Smino's music before and it never grabbed me like that. Shout out to Acapella. But then Noir, like, fucking, like, it made me a Smino fan. And, like, I didn't fuck with Smino at all before. At least that's really. what it feels like. Listen to this shit. They said I wouldn't make it. That this was a city of broken dreams. But somehow Los Angeles broke cages. It's called LA. They seen animals we made stages. On the free TC album, which was a great them. album by Ty Dolla Ty Dolla. Oh, this motherfucker gonna act up. Are you serious right now, bitch? Did he ever get? Did he ever? Did they ever do anything with that? That situation all he got caught up in. I ain't heard. Prison mentalities. Uh, we're all hanging from propaganda. They found him. Victim they found him like cocaine on or something. Oh yeah, of course. Ty Dolla Sign sniffs coke. But it's like they were just like, oh man, we're about to arrest you for this small amount of cocaine. And then Demi Lovato's heroin, meth, whatever dealer got an interview on TMZ. I killed this what? freestyle before they killed me. They so hard to yes, it is true. Realize how powerful you are and break free. Shout out to Acapella. I landed in LA with this plan in my fucking headset. <laughs> I'm looking at palm trees and LAX from the airplane window with this plan. Now you understand this sounds like a this sounds like a I was like, what the fuck is happening to me right now? It sounds like uh one of those movies where it's like a young nigga and he's like, man, I I just got here in LA. Wow. <laughs> On my south central niggas in the woods with some fingers up. The fucking drum pattern. They use the talk box. James Fauntleroy on his bitch. Which is easily one of the greatest writers of our generation. Shout out to Acapella. I keep saying that. Acapella's out in LA right now. He understands this record. Even <laughs> if you don't like the record, I don't know if you even like Ty Dolla Sign. But you understand this record because you're living in the fucking jungles right now, my nigga. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh. <laughs> uh uh, he actually worked for the fifteen hundred and none studios. Or, I know some people, dog. Yeah, he worked there. I don't know what he did, but he did. A, he seems, from he what he was something. telling, he did a lot of shit in that bitch. Um, he also knows Nipsey personally and Game too. Um, Nipsey had an incredible album. We was in here talking about rap niggas in the mix that Ali put on that bitch. I was riding around listening to that either yesterday or the day before yesterday, and Top I'm engineer. like, fam, this record is amazing. I don't even think it was because of Nipsey, though. Like, Nipsey, I mean, it wouldn't have been the same if Nipsey wasn't on it, but it was like, he didn't go on that bitch and, like, rip no lyrics or nothing. Like, he wasn't really killing Man, he it. Went but, up, no, that's the thing is that he got on that bitch and did nip. Right, like, he just did himself. He got on that bitch and did nip, and it's like, that's it. I love, dog, when we see... Niggas make that leap, dog, and they still be doing them. Right. Like he didn't. I think come. that's the pool. Yeah. Shit. Like even like uh, like you were talking about before, like payroll. Mm-hmm. And he's still the same payroll we been listening that to. That nigga got on Def Jam and was like, nigga, it's still seven mile. <laughs> or he's yeah, still single. I mean, he's yeah, still, still single till I die. Fucking, you know, <laughs> full on payroll. But it's just like I think that's the appeal. It's just like showing that. Cause it's like you know it's different when people are like oh man I ain't gonna change up I ain't gonna switch up and then yeah. it's like we can see it mm-hmm. but then it's just like we actually see that you are 
holding your word. Like you're yeah. not gonna switch. You don't have to tell us you're not gonna switch up. You doing it. Yeah. Like you're not switching up. You're I, not. I've been fucking with Nipsey since Nipsey in the house, uh, which was probably like 2010, 2009 or eight or some shit when he yeah, came out. Don put me yeah. up on that. Yeah, and I kind of fell off of him for a minute, but then he came back out with that uh that that mixtape that he was charging a hundred dollars for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn that that paid that uh, proud to pay campaign that he launched and shit. Um, and fifteen hundred and none was all over that mixtape, and I'm like, this nigga is incredible. Yeah. But the thing is, he don't be like he usually rap the same on every song. So oh, when yeah, you say definitely. he got on that bitch and did nip, like he you really mean that shit, like. Mm-hmm. He just got on rap niggas and did what he did, but that song is so fucking huge. Uh, status symbol with my nigga Buddy, all that shit. That album was so incredible, and I didn't appreciate it the first time I listened. It took me a minute. I kept listening, kept listening, kept listening. I'm like, I get it. Uh, Nip make you just want to just do everything right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel the same way when I listen to Nipsey the way I feel when I listen to Rick Ross. Like yeah. Rick Ross. Rick Ross don't be preachy, but the way Rick Ross rap makes me just want to go get some fucking money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll be listening to Nipsey Hustle like, dog, I got to get on my stocks. I'm going to invest in cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, and listen, man. Nip, like, he's, like, intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Like, the uh, the joint he had on title, that was dope. The uh, interview Rap Radar? On, yeah, Rap Radar. Yeah. He did that. Like, that was good. Like, man, dude got a lot of insight, man. I think they did that inside of his store. Um, All Money In or whatever his store is called. I forget what it's called, but over there on, is it Crenshaw or something he got this store on? Uh, I seen some. I think that's the name of his store, Crenshaw. Oh, okay. That was the name of the mixtape, Crenshaw. There you go. Acapella is probably screaming at us through the radio right now. But <laughs> um, yeah, man, Crenshaw, the mixtape. That's where I picked back up on him, and that's incredible work. Um. Yeah, and his store I think is called Crenshaw, or whatever. But he uh, he's a very smart person, like you said. Uh, put all his money. He's educated, man. He know what it what, what it is, man. These niggas like niggas niggas be getting this street money shit, and it come fast. Like yeah. you yeah, get this bread, and it come right, and, and y'all don't make it last. But y'all niggas could throw up a whole studio and one lick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not, there's no investment. Yeah, and that's, that's what one he thing. said he did early was he he uh he he set up a little studio for himself early in the game, so he was already always able to come back and just record. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's that's put money in your pocket off rip because you like I know as an artist, one of my major expenses from my budget or whatever is going to be recording costs. Yeah. yeah. So if I could just nip that in the butt right now, nigga, I'm set. You know what I'm saying? Fuck your budget. I got a studio at the crib, a real studio or whatever. Yeah. And then like uh, the other thing, like kind of going back to like street money, like mm-hmm. I always talk to like I got a friend who like grew up on a block where they were like kind of like that OG drug dealer mindset where it's like, OK, I'm going to make my, you know, my street money or whatever. but I'm going to put it back into my my block and legitimize yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know. Or just like, like even taking care of your block. It was like right. she said, like she would like she would just be walking down the block and then like a dealer would be like, "Hey, yo, you good? Your mom's good? Blah blah. blah. Here's, some, here's some money. Yeah. Where are Take y'all niggas her. at? And that's what I just said. I knew I grew up seeing the drug dealers and they talked to me like I was a human and they was passing kids out five dollar bills, ten dollar bills, twenty dollar bills. That ain't shit, but it's more than what y'all niggas y'all niggas is killing kids. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and right. then it's, it's also 
I think also the one thing I've always admired, like about, I, I don't even want to say that era of drug dealing, but like that yeah, type of person. It's the principles. Yeah, it's just like you still have morals as, you know, a street dude. Even yeah. as a, and just know, like, oh. even like when street dudes, like you, like you would see street dudes and they're just like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, go to school. Like, don't like they'll don't push do you to do I'm this. Doing. Yeah, it's like because this. I had to do this. You don't have to. But every OG that was talking to you and giving you a couple of dollars and telling you what to do was an OG that wasn't. And they would have kids and nephews, and they wouldn't teach them little knuckleheads the game. I was watching uh, Project Pat. He was talking about how like a lot of the times like these OGs, you know, they probably done did some time, but they got out. So they don't pass game on because they they perpetrating it like, you know, they hit a lick, they had to do time, but really using use the getaway driver. You know what I'm saying? A nigga who was a mastermind is still locked up. Right. So you're not really about that life for real. So you really not providing guidance. You you really just flexing it. So Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, I don't advise you to sell drugs, but if you're gonna sell drugs, still be a man of good of great cloth. You know, stand on something, stand on some morals and take care of your people. If you're going to fuck the hood up in one way, help the hood out in another. Don't just be a piece of shit all the way around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for real. Uh, shit. It was something else I was just about to say, but a nigga memory bad. Uh, what did I have to do with it? What was we just talking about? Damn, I forgot. Was it Killer Mike? You were so a genius, I, sir, because that's exactly what it was. Um, I, have y'all seen his show? I've I seen pieces of it. I know. Um, How the fuck did you know it was Killer Mike? Did we just say something about Killer no, Mike? Man, no, we didn't say anything. Killer Mike. Why nigga. the fuck did you know that we it was exactly? We in tune, my nigga. Man, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but you, you seen the show? You said no. I saw one episode. I've seen bits and pieces. I seen the the one where he uh, made his own like what was it, state or country? I seen uh, that one. I don't know if I saw that. It might have been a later episode. It was. I think it's like it's the, only three of them, right? No, it's like six. I think uh, it's like the last, close to last one. I think. Yeah, because I I fell asleep watching. I watched maybe like four, and then I started dozing oh, off. I only shit. seen like towards the end. He did one where he was like refusing to spend his dollar outside of the black community, and mm-hmm. he literally had to sleep on a park bench because of it. <laughs> he couldn't eat. He couldn't smoke weed because all he could do was go to the strip club. Then I seen one where he made his own religion using Sleepy in Atlanta, a nigga named Sleepy, as the face, as the Jesus of this of his religion. And I think what he was trying to get across with that was, you know, um, um, I don't know. I guess it was more like, you know, regular people, you know, like it, to me, what I took away from that episode was like Jesus was nothing but a regular person. So if you're offended by him putting this guy as the face of this religion, then you don't truly understand who it is that you're worshiping. Right. I don't yeah. think, I don't even think that was his true, what his his purpose for the episode was. But that's what you got from it. But that's what I got. Because I'm like, people was like turning their noses up at it as they was walking in the church. I mean, which I understand because these niggas standing on the corner on a soapbox just like, this is our Lord and Savior. They like, what the fuck? There's <laughs> a random Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, he went to the strip club and shit and found this nigga named Sleepy and was like, I want you to be the face of my religion and made a religion. He went and had, found some people to be a part of it and shit. Then he sat down with the Crips, um, uh, Atlanta chapter of the Crips, told them niggas, compared them to um, the Hells Angels and was like, Hells Angels is selling merchandise 
on whatever platform you think on Amazon, whatever. Yeah. They sell merch and they make money. They're a legitimate business. They have probably an LLC or whatever you want to, whatever you, it is. They're a registered business and they make taxable money, mm-hmm. even though they're a biker gang and they've probably murdered dozens of people. <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Because it's yeah. only a select few of them that are actually like the actual outlaws. Right. The the right. They just want to be members. They just affiliate. members. Right. But this is founded on a gang. Yeah. So he was like, why can't we do that shit? Right. What's the difference? There isn't one. But white people will tell you there is a difference because they'll look at a bunch of black dudes and be like, oh, I'm not riding and with that. And I think that might be the difference. <laughs> what? Skin. what? Skin, uh-huh. <laughs> he, yeah, go ahead. he sat down with them and had them make, it was like, what you want to make? Like, what you? What would you do if y'all was to go into business? And one dude was like, shit, I'll make a cola. Because you look at, you look at like Pepsi or Coca-Cola, and it's like, everybody's drinking this shit. Yeah. She's like, we should just do that. Just a cola. And they made Crip a cola. <laughs> and they marketed it. It was in a blue bottle. It was a Crip cola. And then what was the, the, the blood cola? Blood too? pop. <laughs> yeah. And they made it. Stupid. They sat down and found a uh, like a recipe for cola. They actually went and made that shit themselves. Like they was in the kitchen with a big ass vat, like a pot. <laughs> like they was cooking crack mm-hmm. in the kitchen. But they was making pop. They tasted it and was like, it need a little more sugar. And they really went marketed it they got labels made up on this episode and then they went to a focus group to have it taste tested and judged anonymously and the white people tasted it i think they let them taste it before they told them what it was like oh it's good it's good and then it was like it's behind gang uh there's a this is crips (laughs) and then they was like i don't think i could be associated with this you know these are people who kill people and all of this i'm like then Killer Mike was like, nah, fam, and walked into the room and basically went off on the motherfucker. He's like, y'all just basically judge the shit out of these young niggas and they ain't not doing shit but selling pop. To, yeah, right. trying to get on their business. Right. You you ride with all these corporations that are Coca-Cola. Killing everybody, dog. It's killing everybody, but it was founded by a, a, a Confederate soldier and they used to put fucking cocaine <laughs> in it. Right. Fam, what are we talking about? So it's just shit like that. He was just like, I think that's crazy. Like there, like people will buy, you know, Coke, Pepsi, uh, fucking cigarettes, McDonald's, McDonald's, and it's just like, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, it's just like, ooh, I don't know. As, right. as niggas a, is dying from heart disease every day. Niggas is not getting killed by the Crips. I've never felt threatened by no Crip or no blood <laughs> in yeah. my life, and I know niggas. Hey, Don <laughs> said he had went out to L.A. This we was had to be. He was like 13, 14 or some shit. He had uh, went to L.A. Was rocking them uh, black and red thirteen. Mm-hmm. Said he was walking. Somebody was like, "What up, ho?" What? Up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, goddamn, boy. I'm wearing some thirteens now. Uh, <laughs> I went to the jungles, bro, where they shot training day. I was actually yeah. going to see my nigga acapella. I was in the jungles and I seen some bloods and they just looked at me and looked away. Right. Like the America be wanting you to think that you're going to see some bloods yeah, and get gang raped. And, the <laughs> and that's how they do it. The propaganda. They want you to be afraid of your own people. Right. And see, I think that's the crazy part because it's just like, you know, and I think it's just a lot of people don't think about that perception, but it's like you have a family member somewhere that's affiliated some way, somehow. Yeah. 
like I have family members that are affiliated or family friends that are affiliated some way, somehow, whether it be dad, grandpa, right. cousin, whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not out here killing niggas. Right. I am the least threatening black person <laughs> you could probably see walking on the street. Jay, did y'all see that meme where the old white dude was walking up? They were like, you know the vibes. She started throwing Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that shit, man. I was dying. You know the vibes. <laughs> yeah, but like. Through the set, that nigga starts packing that bitch. Like, I thought that shit was hilarious. But <sighs> it's just like, you know, it's like, I think people just are so quick to throw labels. Like, I've walked down the street in Midtown at night because I have to, like, I close the store. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I walk home. And so, like, I've been that kid where it's just like, oh, I'm trying to go home. And then this white lady's just like, <sighs> yeah. I'm just like, bitch, I'm not trying to steal your yoga mat. Move. I'm trying to go home. Yeah. <laughs> you or are in like, my city scared of me. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. And it's like, you know, I've walked down the street and, like, to the point where, like, white people are just like, oh, like, they move their dog out the way. I'm like, am I going to kill your dog? Uh, <laughs> like, your dog is bigger than I am. <laughs> man, I remember when I used to work at uh, Target and shit on carts and I would go outside. It was, it's been, like, a few times where white people went in there, like, telling management, like, there's a strange black man walking <laughs> around the parking lot. Oh, I'm the not cart- sure what he's doing. White people are so lost. The same niggas y'all scared of, we scared of. <laughs> right. We don't just be sitting next to rapists and shit like all comfortable. We all from this motherfucker. Like, we all are afraid of the same dangers. Bitch, you afraid of the wrong black people. Tell me about it. <laughs> you afraid of the wrong black people. It ain't black people that's the problem. It's criminal or what? I don't even say criminals. Fuck out of here. Fuck that people. It's just yeah. fucked up people. people. We and all they're fucked up the people of every color. We don't give a fuck what color you are when you robbing us, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, I'm not going to be like, hold up, wait. You black. Damn, I got to support black business. Right. Shit, right. It's not even feel, my money. You feel less threatened getting robbed by a certain... Come on, man. I'd be more afraid in Livonia than I'd be on the east side. Yeah, my here, uh, my homie that I was talking about earlier, he he lived in Livonia. He said like he like he would just be sitting in his car, and his neighbors like come outside, and they'd be like, "They kill like you via the police. That's what the fuck they doing. Yeah. It's a gang. You go to you go to the, you wherever you go. If you go to a crip neighborhood, blood neighborhood, and niggas throwing up sets, you go to Livonia, niggas is calling nine one one. That's your set, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You throwing up. You might as well wear. You need a citizen badge. You might as well walk outside and be like nine one one or whatever the <laughs> fuck. Like, Cause that. y'all killing niggas with the police. Yeah. Like they calling the cops and hoping that. They you, yeah, they're gonna handle your ass. Also, I think it's just fucked how it's like, you know, they make it hard for you to turn your life around. Like, it's like, shit, like, even with rappers, it's like rappers rap. Like, I refuse to think any nigga that's rapping and it got chains and money is really out here shooting niggas. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure there's some cre- credibility to what some of them are saying. I believe 21 Savage. Sometimes <laughs> me too. That nigga look like he. That I was listening like, to his album like this nigga's scary. <laughs> yeah, that nigga. That nigga look like. But he's like obviously trying to change his like Clearly. life around. Yeah. And then like people are still him like, oh no, nah, I don't. Twenty one Savage, really? And it's just like that shit's wild because it's like let that nigga live, let him make his money. Listen. He out the way. He not killing niggas. You don't see a nigga be like, oh man, I seen a nigga with a sword tattoo on his forehead just run up with you know start blasting out my man. It's like <laughs> you know you don't hear that. It's right. just like. He's just trying to stay out the uh, way. Like He's trying said, to just like you. My bad, not to cut you off. Oh no, you good. But just like you were saying last episode, they uh, 
with a 21 Savage like they was labeling him as a mumble rapper and he wasn't. He wasn't. You just hear everything this nigga saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's also something that I heard and I was just like, oh, I I think the term mumble rap is stupid as I well. Think, I think, that's what I, I said. I would say SoundCloud rappers because that's more majority of these new dudes but are coming from. I think yeah. mumble rap as a label is inherently racist a little bit. because you're talking about Southern rappers. I would not even say that. It's just like else. I think it's more so from Chicago. Yeah, like the Chirac, like right. that whole music scene, drill music. It's racist because now it's just being applied to anybody with a southern accent. No, nigga, that's just how they talk <laughs> where they from. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're excluding Easy a bonics. whole right. You're excluding a whole motherfucking sect of people because you can't understand the dialect. But guess what though? A lot of these New York artists have very heavy New York accents. We can't relate to that shit. Yeah. True. You know I don't know what, what some of these people be saying. A lot of their terminology from Queens or Brooklyn or whatever the fuck, we don't be knowing what the fuck y'all talking about. I know. We need the goddamn more Detroit in the mainstream. Man, for real, because y'all steal all our shit, but niggas... I just want to... Niggas, y'all jocking a nigga slang and then acting like, oh, they that was somebody from Atlanta and shit, that shit. I just want to... <laughs> I need to... Oh, that was... Uh, Jay Electronica, y'all su- calling Southern rappers lame, but jocking all our slang. Right. I think it was Exhibit C or A, whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. But I was going to say, I think uh, that's also something I wanted to touch on. You said, because I remember y'all also saying like Detroit is definitely next up as a city. I feel like the Midwest is getting that that shine that it deserved for a minute. Because yeah. I was just like scrolling down YouTube and I seen Sada had a genius video. And I was like, oh shit, like, you know... I don't know how often geniuses is calling up niggas from Detroit like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, bud, you want to come do a, a lyric video? Matter of fact, I think somebody from Detroit was on Genius. I don't want to say, though, because I don't know if it's true. Genius? Is that the... Uh, the lyric. They, yeah. They have a nigga come on and explain oh, yeah, his I lyrics. Yeah, they did that with Sada, Sada was on. Uh, Danny has one. Yep. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, Sada definitely getting too. that look right now. He definitely getting well, that he, look from the lyrics. You talking about Saba or Sada? Sada. Sada, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, but I don't do no hating. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Even, Sada, even like Indiana. Even like Indiana, Ohio. They got artists. Uh, Trippy is from Ohio. Yeah, Trippy from Ohio. He from Ohio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trippy is a strange looking guy. Very strange. He looks dead. He looks like a little anime character. And I saw a kid picture of him and he looked the same way just without the tattoos and red hair. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is it? Like, why he don't have no pigment in his lips or something? Yeah, his, like, little, his little cartoon lips. Like, what the fuck? Why does he look dead? Or his eyes look pale. Like, his face look pale and his eyes look dead or some shit. He looks like what Asian people draw black people like in <laughs> anime. Yeah. It's like they always give him the puffy lips, the yeah, circular lips. that's exactly what the <laughs> And they're just like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Man, I don't really know. I don't really fuck with Trippy Heavy or nothing, but that song. Got uh, a couple nice melodies. Dumbo. Dark Knight Doom Dark Knight Doom was hard Bro Fuck out of here Uh Who produced that Uh C-Note C-Note from Chicago Produced that The Honorable C-Note The Honorable C-Note Hold on Don't tell me y'all niggas Don't know what this is Why is Why is Tidal Acting like a bitch today (laughs) Oh maybe I gotta Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big 14 out the yeah, fuck right now. I had to mute it like a motherfucker. Hey, hold up, take a moment, count my guap, count my guap. All these racks bumming in, they bumming in, hold up. Hey, 
Travis Scott had a great year last year. Can I stop coming in? Coming this might have been 2017, though. He had a great yeah, like, he had a great build last. up to Astro Yeah. He was killing features left and right. That's a rock song. I don't know what planet I'm on. That's a rock song. All you gotta do is add a guitar and have this nigga scream in a harmony. Well, and he already just screamed. Exactly. Yeah. This is a rock song. That's what hip hop is becoming, and people don't even realize that shit. I won't even say that because then we have this fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, so I feel like it's gonna just do that that same thing it did, where it like didn't just come out the blue at this time. Yeah, that's you right. You asked me like, yeah, Kid Cudi, 808s and heartbreaks, Kanye, 808s and heartbreaks. That was a lot. Who else had to like stringy? Um, I felt like I guess at the at the at the, at the time I felt like Dream was kind of making like little getting with the airy type, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And 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 that ushered in. Who's after Who's after Kid Cudi? To do the rock, like type of I, deal. Yeah, I guess it was Travis Scott that got yeah. the yeah the notoriety. From I him. mean, if you want to get into the, like the more popular, I would say like even like Gym Class Heroes and Travis McCoy. I would say them like they yeah, also carry that that's aesthetic. What I'm saying shit like that that I just forgot about. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what I'm saying like. When I hear motherfuckers like Trippy Red, like, yeah, it's new, but it's like, it's not like, I don't feel like. It didn't just come. It's just with some trap drums over nowhere. it. Right. Yeah. All this shit is inspired, but it's heroes, a, yeah. it's step by step. Niggas is taking these steps to, and that's why I say rap is turning into something different, but people are just fighting to accept it for some reason. I think we're about but, to get more ass trap music. And that's why I don't, and this is what I don't want us to do at this pivotal point in our culture. It's to be like, well, let's just call them two different things. Like, niggas was suggesting that shit. Like, it needs to be rap, and then it needs to be hip-hop. Like, no, dumbass. Yeah. It's all rap is hip-hop. Hip-hop is not music. Hip-hop is a culture, and rap is a music within it. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't separate the shit. Just let niggas take our culture where they want to take it, because it's not our choice. The young niggas have the baton, my nigga. It's up to them what happens with rap right now. You know what I'm saying? Even fuck the radio, fuck the labels. We talking about on the street. Like, nobody's telling these young niggas to do this shit because they're recording these songs in their basement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It don't sound like Pete Rock and CL Smooth because that's not what they want to make. You know what I'm saying? Simple right. as that. Uh, uh, we we are coming up on three hours, man. So okay. we probably need to rap. But I want you to play some music. Will you ingratiate us? With the uh, music. Like I said, I got some. I got some throwaways. Do you have a headphone he jack? Uh, he got nope. some throwaways. You're not getting away because guess what? I have a solution for that too. Hold tight. We'll be right back. All right, we back. I had to go out and get my Bluetooth receiver because he's about to play this goddamn music before he leaves here. Um, we gonna test it out. I'm gonna rip the mic, niggas. Ball like Brian while I ball like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Off okay. the dome, this shit ain't right. Did it connect yet? No, we just gonna oh, edit. Oh, I'm connected to it now. Oh, go ahead, try to play something. I hear something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, oh, motherfucker. 
technology. <laughs> so my uh, my friend turn, actually sent me this. Turn your volume all the way up too. My volume? No, you on your phone. I mean, uh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. But uh, my my friend Zaniel, the one who I said we like swap <coughs> samples. And Are you saying Zaniel? Yeah. Okay. So like okay, Daniel, but Zaniel. Yeah, me too. Or we just call him Zan. Okay. But, uh, he sent me this beat, and he was like talking about like, oh man, I want to get you and this other chick on there, and I was just like. I was fucking around with it and I was just like, oh, let me rap something on this. That's how I sent him this. Let's hear it. And he chopped the sample. This can't get me louder. Not that I know of. Turn your headphones up. We just have to edit it and post. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sicker than your average. Rapper with some passion. Frank the is every, cause my worth is way more worth it. I got verses that come with the funeral package and hearses. So I'm digging ditches for all you niggas, I'm hurting. Flowers and grieving bitches wishing they could reverse it. Uh, picture perfect, let me paint a perfect picture. I've been dealing with you niggas, now I'm feeling like the winner. My inner circle can tell you I've been working on winning, yeah. Jada Shine, it's the above and beyond. Hold the pen like it's my nine, cause I know what throwing knives. How I cut up every time? Shit, I don't know. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> so that's, that's, Damn, nigga, you can uh, rap. Uh, yeah, bro, you got, you got go. It's my third day out here. What y'all doing out here? That video is so <laughs> funny to me, dog. Uh, oh, y'all got a school? What school? <laughs> like, nigga, you're not even from here. Why? Why does it matter? You got this where. I think with this one, uh, I found a logic beat. That I really yeah, liked. I was about to say that sound for me. I was just like, let me. I bought. I want to say this is the same day I got that microphone, the SM seventy eight, whatever. You sure? SM seven B. There you go, SM seven B. And then, boy, yeah. And I was just like, oh, let me see what this can do. What I can do with this. Okay. And so beautiful then, mic. Yeah, I made this. This that song you did with Juicy yeah, J. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We are. It's that all stupid, that bad, good, that sunflower, that good. I thought I wouldn't be shit. True story, like I'm wood. Truth be told, I thought I would've came up by now. Man, I guess I'm just overlooked. I mean, rappers really just make longer hooks. Your BS the rest, man, I be overcooked. I mean, hot. Niggas can't take my spot. Niggas can't ride my wave. I'm a solo, Mr. Mix from different dishes. I've been with it since my pen was gifted birth. Natural born genius, G, it hurts. Niggas pen is by the strongest words. Sticks man, stomach, break my mouth. Songs about Columbia, fuck your house and gone. <laughs> I wanted to rap on that B2, but do you have something from the album? Mm. Let's hear something from the EP. If you Do got I, something, he got that stingy look in his eyes over there. Are you it's like? <laughs> are you uh, recording this at home? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm still learning uh, the whole mixing. Let me mix situation. your shit. All right, I definitely send it to you. Uh, I mean, and then, but I would also still prefer if you were just like, "Hey, 
these are some basic things you need to know when mixing. You could be here. Oh, okay, for sure. But, um, yeah, let's sit down and make this bitch crank. Do you want to hear? I have beats as well that I've made. Play them. Uh, Whatever you want to do. This one. Oh, it's done. But um, I made a beat. I forget the fucking name of the song. Pull your mic closer or you get closer to it. But there's a song. It's like a one of those classic rock songs that I really like because it's like it starts off real weird. And I forget the name of it. And I keep like, hold on, let me see. It's called, uh, it's called uh, Teenage Wasteland by The Who. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know how it starts off like, dude, like the, the twinkly medley or whatever you want to call it. Let's pull it up if I can. But um, well, while you look for that, basically, I was just using that as a reference point for something that I like made and I just like kept messing with two different types of uh, keys and then I threw some drums on it and yeah. Where did that buzz come from? It must be this. Probably. But, uh, oh, I hear it too. But this is just a straight beat that I've made out of I think I was just messing with stuff and just like seeing what I could do. All the original sounds too. I tried not to sample. Hit us with a detuned. <laughs> Like the melody. So this is a, I think this is an unmixed version of, and then probably the first version of this beat I made. I sampled some spoons. So me and my girl went out to eat. The fuck? And they gave us some real creaky spoons. And I was like, you know, these how the make fuck some, do you have a creaky spoon? They were these plastic spoons, and when you put them together, they would just make these weird vinyl-y sounds. And so I sampled some of the sounds they made. I dropped one on the counter. I took one, like, smacked, like, dropped it in a bowl, mm -hmm. and it makes, like, this tick that's in the background. That's why I wish this was the other version, but it's not. And then, uh, 
have one where it's just like a constant like little tick where I was smacking the other spoon with it. You got a like a field recorder there? Or you just recorded it with your phone? No, this is just like it. I don't know why my phone's so low on this. No, no, no. I'm talking about to get those sounds sampled. Oh, I, yeah, no. I record it with my phone. Oh, okay. Voice memo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so was like, that a sample? Uh, I want to see the only sample technically. Uh, I sampled my little brother, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I have my little brother, he has like a little Vox in there. I made him a, I made a Vox specifically for him, and it's just him saying, Heck yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, Ooh, Caleb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had him come down and he was like, heck yeah. That's great. And that's I just what you gotta it. do. You and, use but, the shit around you. Right. Yeah. And all that, uh, all that was me. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, that's that's nice. And so, um, off logic too. Mm hmm. But like, oh, yeah. that's the other thing. Uh, just trying to, you know, cause that's a totally different craft from learning how to rap. So I've been trying to also hone in on that skill and learn. And then, um, yeah, just trying to constantly be creative, which isn't hard. It's just like I try to just take different inspiration from producers I like. So like shit, even like listening to Dilla beat, I'm just like, damn, the way he chopped that, it's perfect. The way something was wrong with that nigga. Yeah, it was something wrong with him. I distinctly remember I made a beat on accident because I was listening to Stakes Is High, and I was just like, I need that sample. I want to pay homage to Dilla. I need it to sound like that. I found the same exact sample, could not get it to sit the way Dilla Bro. did. And then I forgot what I did. I think I like squashed it and like played with the tempo of the it. The timing, yeah. And then uh, I ended up making another beat from that, from a fuck up, basically. Yeah. And so. There's something wrong with Dilla. Yeah. Like that nigga was a special person. Um. Yeah, man. Well, we ain't gonna, we can't squeeze the album out of you. We're going <laughs> to fuck around and push it back. Uh. Shout yeah. out to Aquarius. Her album drops on Thursday, the 7th, 7th. of February. The al- name of her album is what? It's, it's Aquarius. Aquarius, the album. Or it's an EP, isn't it? It's an EP. It is an EP. Might um, as well be an album. She said that she would come up here and sit with us and talk with us. Um, nope. I posted her shit the other day, so if you guys saw something in my story and was like, what the fuck is that? It's her. Um, the countdown to her album. Um, which probably has uh, four days left. Yeah, about three days and some hours left. Um, I'm excited, even though I don't know her at all, but I am a supporter. Um, Super dope. Hopefully we can sit down, and I might have you come up here with her since you know her, and you're basically the link between her and I. Um, Other than that, I don't have too much to say. Any last words but from either of you two? Uh, oh, man, it's been a pleasure, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yes, likewise. Dope music, man. I'm looking forward to hearing what you got on that album, dog. For sure. Me too. I'm looking you, forward to putting it out. You can really rap. And I didn't even know you did music for the longest. Yeah. I, oh, that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about. I distinctly, I don't know if you remember, but um, like I distinctly remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, I used to send you real shitty music that I recorded like, off of terrible microphones yeah, yeah, or like off of my like Kindle 
That was just a few and years ago, yeah. Few like a maybe five, six years ago. High key. That's a part of what made me start taking music seriously. But I distinctly remember I sent you one song. I don't remember what song it was. I remember it was ass. And that's what you told me. You're like, bro, this shit is trash. Did I? Yes, dead ass. <laughs> I don't you were remember like, that, bro. You were like, this is trash. And I was like, okay. And like I carried that with me. Like I wasn't even like, oh man, fuck Jerry. He don't know. Like I literally was like, okay, obviously I'm not doing something right. Or obviously there's something missing. Obviously, he takes music way serious way more serious than I do at this current moment. And then after that, that's when I wanted to pursue it. Also because I did enjoy it as it. Like I knew I wanted to do music at that point in time. I knew it wasn't something I wanted to like pick up and ring out. Like I was just like, you know, this is something I want to do. I would love to have a career in this. I would love to be able to give people opportunity based off of this career and also just to be able to reach people that may somewhat align with me and how I've grown up as a person. Talk your shit with this blue oyster blue oyster coat back, uh, backdrop. <laughs> Wait, is this the record from uh is this the record from uh Dragon and Bruce Lee story? Uh I don't know, probably. It's, it's big I've as heard this song this. was. Don't fear the reaper, baby. I think this is it. Hold on, but wait, you ain't heard shit yet. Hold up. We don't let this rock. We don't show no love to white artists on this podcast <laughs> ever. Um, I love uh, this type of rock music, classic rock. I love it. Let it rock. Watch this. Watch, watch this. Listen to this shit, dog. Listen to this shit. Switch up I think I've ever heard in a song, my nigga. That shit crazy. Them niggas just went nuts for like a minute and a half or whatever and just went back like, all right, let's get back to the <laughs> yeah. shit. All right, enough place, honey. I know I've expressed my opinion about white people many times, but you guys have some incredible music. Um, this is a great fucking song. I uh, love classic rock from Sting and the Police all the way down to fucking whoever you can think of. Goddamn. Uh, Hall of Notes. Y'all niggas have some incredible music. Uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. If you want to be culture, go find that shit and look <laughs> that shit up. I actually own the vinyl record um, amongst a whole bunch of other shit. 
But uh, yeah, I guess that wraps up episode 11 of The Gods Are Watching. We are gods. You are gods. Thank you for watching and listening and however the fuck you're consuming this shit. We're not recording the video, so it's impossible for you to be watching us. But hey, you know what the fuck I'm talking Thank about. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Um, <laughs> we keep getting a lot of fucking listens on these episodes. I mean, I don't know where y'all from, but I'm nobody. And niggas is listening to this episode 50 and 60, 75, 80 times. Like, that's a lot of people to me. Like, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't. Nobody's hitting me up that much. Like we're all gonna listen. Niggas is just listening on some humble. Just they're interested shit. So that means a lot to me. Um, hopefully, I can look back at this shit one day and we have two hundred, three hundred, two thousand, three thousand listeners, and I can say, you know, the humble days. <laughs> the humble. But here we are with eighty listeners, and I'm happy as fuck about that. That's why I'm here every Sunday. Um, another good episode. You got to come back, man. You're good at this. I'd love to. And your conversation, your your knowledge of music, I didn't even know that either, but you know a lot of shit. I got in the car, I'm playing My Teeth in Your Neck by Kali Uchis. And this nigga was like, is that Kali Uchis? Why the fuck do you know that? <laughs> Study. Why, why do you know that? That's Me my too. homework. Me too, bro. That's all I do is listen to fucking good music. Um, I was more into it when I was younger and shit. Nowadays, I don't really have time. I just be making my own music or recording artists in my own studio. So I don't listen to so much music nowadays. I still listen every now and then, but not like when I was young. But yeah, shout out to all the listeners, man. I appreciate y'all. Guys are watching episode 11 in the books. Uh, see you next week. Peace. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>